mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Our music is so fucking good. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the End Times Continue, recording on this, the 30th of May. Uh, I am Dino, and you are? And I am Ace, uh, again this week. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're recording two <laughs> days after we finish recording the the, the last episode oh, that yes. was released. So there's not, there's like nothing new <laughs> as far as... Yeah, so this episode, just to, you know, uh, warn you guys up, up front, this episode's going to be not as topical. So yeah. if like, you know, the world is about to end on Sunday and we release an episode on Monday and we're like, oh yeah, everything's great, that's why. Yeah. Uh, so just <laughs> just so you know... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very very busy this weekend, and so we're not gonna mm-hmm. be able to record for next week. My my week, as far as me basically being busy for a while, uh, starts Wednesday, and it goes all the yeah. way to Monday. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm yeah, gonna you, be you got a new job at the Gay Sex Factory. Yes, and, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so right up top, dude. Uh, how, how are we feeling about HOAs? <laughs> oh, dude. dude. Uh, so, uh, listeners, we're, we're going to let you know uh, what happened on Twitter today. Uh, there's a person who elevated himself to main character status uh, yes. on Twitter. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, this dude fell into the stereotypical um, reason about why people hate HOA and HOA owners. Uh, you know, uh, homeowners, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> This is like stereotypical. Uh, like, yeah, this is why people hate you. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, you go, if you want, go ahead and read the tweet. I guess, or like, however you want to open it. I absolutely can. So, this guy, um, Nick Huber, I assume his name is, could be Huber. Um, first of all, I think it. I think it should be stated. I read in the comments somewhere on this that this guy actually owns a self storage facility, uh, which will matter. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, thank God for HOA rules. People wanting to grow veggies in their front yards, leaving trees untrimmed, not getting weed control treatments, parking dumb shit like trailers, boats, and RVs in driveways, doing work on cars in driveways. I'll never live in a neighborhood without the rules. And then he posts a picture of some poor person's house, um, some poor individual who he decided that their house needed to be on Twitter. Uh, and be seen by yeah. 7.4 million people, according to Twitter. Uh, this is what you get without an HOA. We have one place in our neighborhood that isn't governed by the HOA, and this is what we get as a neighbor. <clears throat> and it looks like they uh, their only real problem is an unkept yard, actually. Yeah. Because uh, the rest like of the house, fine. It's not like the house is falling in or anything like that. It's just like the yard is kind of overgrown. Yes, the yard is a little bit overgrown, and it's not really a, uh, <clears throat> it's not, it doesn't look particularly bad. I mean, really, again, you just no. mow the yard once, and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, Nick Huber, if this is actually this much of a problem for him, could just call somebody and have them go mow that grass. Right, right, exactly. And this is always, like, the type of tweet that I hate, where it's like, oh, go look at this. Look how bad this thing is here, and it's just, like, a picture of someone's property. Or it's just, like, those – sometimes someone will take, like, a picture of someone walking on the street, and they'll, like, make fun of them. It's like, dude, why are you taking pictures of random strangers and just making fun of them on the internet? 
Like, yes. like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's creepy and weird. I'm, I'm going to be honest, but it's also the quote tweets to this tweet are fabulous. Oh, they man. are First of fantastic. All, <clears throat> the whole "this is what you get without an HOA" tweet that's become a copy pasta. Um, yes. <laughs> With people posting pictures of whatever. I think the first one I saw was uh, Jackalope Rider posted a picture of SpongeBob's house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so good. I, I want to know who the fuck has a problem with somebody growing vegetables. Right. Yeah. Um, I know why he has a problem with boats and RVs and trailers and driveways. Well, it's because he owns a self-storage place. And so he well, wants you know. to make it a violation for people to not use his facilities. I get that. I don't know if, Dean, if you're aware of the actual, you know, we get into like, uh, you know, we as anarchists, we get into feuds with like, you know, statists, you know, a bunch of varieties of statists. And sometimes, sometimes, or especially other libertarians, and sometimes it can be very, very heated. Um, That is nothing in comparison to the lawn versus garden uh, uh, sector of Twitter about what they get into. I don't know if you're aware of like this section of Twitter, but these people hate each other. Um, They want to kill each other. Um, the lawn versus garden uh, like Twitter battle has been raging for eons and it will continue to do so. And this person, I would assume, is on the pro lawn side of that discussion. Uh, they do yeah. not like gardens. It's like cyclist yeah. and truck Twitter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, the garden, I, I don't understand. I, I've always thought lawns. Here's the thing. This is here's a hot take on lawns for you. Don't mm-hmm. have them in the desert. That's kind of my position. Is like lawns. Lawns make perfect sense in places with plenty of natural water, plenty of rainfall. Ver- places that are naturally verdant. I a lawn right. makes perfect sense. A lawn makes no goddamn sense in West Texas. A lawn makes no goddamn sense in Las Vegas, Nevada. Like it, all you're doing yeah. is wasting water at that point. Just right. xeriscape the, yeah. the place, and you're fine. You don't need don't yeah. stop fighting the fact that you live in a desert. You live in a desert. Right. It's OK. I, and again, if you like a lawn, I'm not uh, nothing against you, obviously. Right. I like lawns, too. Um, but I think there's a certain type of person who likes lawns uh, because they like having the uh, the aesthetic appearance of them. And truthfully, I think they like it because it's like, oh, uh, that means, you know, my property value is probably going to go up because, you know, people tend when you're showing a house specifically or when you're taking pictures of a house, usually a, like a front yard, a lawn um, is really appealing to people. All One, it acts as kind of like a blank slate for people. Right. And also, yes. two, it's just like more it's tend to be more aesthetically pleasing to a lot of people. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily share that, but a lot of people seem to share that i I guess i should say too if you're on a if you're in the desert on a well use your water on where the fuck you want to use your water for i don't i don't care nobody cares like that's that's that's, nobody gives a shit about that but it's like i've i've only and it's not even because i dislike the lawn conceptually i don't i lawns are fine it's because lawns are fine it's because i think it's dumb to fight the fact that you're in a desert like (laughs) you're you live there you live in the desert (laughs) embrace it why are you why are you trying uh, to turn the desert you know there's that reminds me of a joke i can't remember where i heard it but there was a guy who was talking about jobs that he had before he became a comedian and he said uh, and then there were uh, there were those years that i spent logging the sahara forest and one of the guys who was hosting the show with him said you mean the sahara desert and he goes yeah now <laughs> yeah he, after he did a good job yeah, exactly um yeah that just reminded me of that but uh yeah i just i just embrace the fact that you live in the desert i, I mean Come on. I am. So 
I am very, I can be very petty sometimes. And if I live next door to this dude and I wasn't like a part of the HOA, I would paint the house pink oh, uh, yeah. just to piss him off. Oh, you yeah. know, I, <laughs> uh, it would be very funny. The lulls would ride off into eternity. Um, it'd be fantastic. Uh, and like anything that makes these type of people very mad is something that gives me immense pleasure. So, yes, I, <laughs> Somebody posted. The, I hope that I hope a, that homeowner makes their house worse. Oh on yes, purpose. yes, absolutely. Just hang up a sign that says that has a picture of this guy and just the word asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who drives in the neighborhood gets to see it. Yes. Um. Somebody else uh, also posted a. There was a meme of Pete poking his head out from behind a tree while someone's dressing yes. a deer, and they used yes, that I saw for the. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. Um, yeah, so he decided to be the main character of Twitter, kind of similar to, and we didn't talk about this, did we? The lawyer woman from a couple of weeks ago who decided to be oh, the God, main character of Twitter when she, when she turned in, there was a, it was basically a taquito lady, like a burrito lady on the, on the, who was selling yeah. uh, food in the park and she turned her into the health department and she was pissing and moaning about the fact that this woman was selling uh, it was selling food to people in the park. Yeah, and she did. This woman, uh, not the the the, um, the lawyer lady. Uh, what was her official title? Like what type of? Um, um... Uh, oh, dude, she was she was a. This is the thing too. This is what fucking bugged me mm-hmm. about her so much, is that she's a transactional attorney. She doesn't work mm. in the criminal justice system, and I doubt she ever has. And so th- she she has never experienced anything. Related to the criminal justice system on either side. I would bet that. I, I don't know mm-hmm. it, but I'd bet that. And so her her whole being a transactional attorney, a corporate attorney, a contract attorney, uh, doing that and then trying to jam somebody up. Honestly, that's what tells me she doesn't know anything about the criminal justice system. She decided it was a good idea to try and jam somebody up. And she's got no fucking clue how it works, clearly. Yeah. Um, this uh, really is like... Like, you know, we we all have, you know, there's obviously, you know, things that we see, like, that we know that go on in the world that are off, right? Like, you know, uh, there's, you know, you know, people in other sides of the world getting uh, hit by drone strikes, you know, all the horrible, horrible things, you know, there's an innumerable amount that you could list. Yeah. This really displays, like, the banality of evil, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, where it's just like, yes, um, I, I cannot regard this as anything but petty and evil. Absolutely, you know I, I mean? 100% like, agree. This, you are just hurting a person. Uh, just to hurt them. Like, just, yeah. Not not because you yeah. have... Like, I don't where, believe it. Where was the victim? Show me the victim that this woman made. When Show was, me a victim. She was where making was all it? these pronouncements about how important it is to have inspections and licensing for vendors and all this other stuff. I'm just like, I don't, I don't think you believe that. I don't oh, think so, you believe yeah. that in your core. I think you're just a right. petty cunt. Yes. So, yeah, not only that, right? But even if she did believe it, it's like, okay, so you do hate poor people. So you hate poor yeah, people. Exactly. Uh, and, right? Um, because whenever someone makes a licensing argument like that, it's like, okay, so you just do not want poor people to be able to, like, work uh, in this area. You won't, yeah. You, so it's, it's, yeah, either way, she's damned if she, she's damned if she believes it, she's damned if she doesn't. Yeah. Right? And there was um, a, there, there was anti licensing Twitter really got onto this. Uh, Shoshana Weissman, one of the main accounts in that side of, side of Twitter, 
mm-hmm. was really dragging her. And there was somebody in Shoshana's mentions who said something about like, well, you know, it's 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 not hard to comply with licensing and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, you know how I know you have soft hands? Because you are talking <laughs> like you've never dealt with licensing for anything ever. Right. Right. Because it, it's, it's always it's really... a complicated process. Always. Yeah. And the the woman, um, the the lawyer who was, um, you know, trying to turn her in to like to health inspection or whatever, uh, she kept doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling down oh, over yeah, and no, over. She again. was not gonna. Uh, no, she wasn't. Well, she would. People started going through her tweets, and it turns out she really hates illegal Mexican immigrants. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there might have been something else going on than a, than a, a belief in the regulatory state. Right, right. Yeah, most of the times, yeah, most people know you. You know, uh, it's not socially okay to like just explicitly display bigotry. But but so they they then you know they'll hide it behind technicalities where they'll find oh well you know they're breaking this law and that's yeah. why they you know that's yeah, why great, they all. <laughs> I'm a great lover of the regulatory state. Are you or do you just right. this particular Mexican chick? Like, is that right? Exactly. Is that the problem? Is that what What's going on here? Ugh. Exactly. But she yeah. decided to do so, kind of a similar thing to HOA guy a few weeks ago. And, and she right. became the main character. For days, she was making, she was arguing yeah. with Ari Cohn. She was saying she was going to try and file a complaint against Ari Cohn. Ari fucking Cohn, <laughs> who, by the way, I don't agree with on everything, but he is an incredibly smart First Amendment lawyer, and he is an asshole on Twitter if you deserve it. And, and people have threatened to sue him. People have threatened to try and get his license stripped, and it's never happened. <laughs> Why? Because Ari Cohn knows exactly what he's allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah no this is just like this is just horrible to me because it's like when if you look at a person right and they're you know they're just not bothering anyone I, to my not like it right this is just like okay if actively you believe there was a victim show me the victim people food yeah. not just not right. bothering people actively helping yeah, and did, I think she even said, like, you know, uh, this is a, she, very similar to the HOA guy. She was like, this is what happens when there's not license. You know, there's vendors all yeah, over the street. Yeah, she was something on enforcement whatever. when there's and, no enforcement of licensure. In the, yeah. Right, and it's like, I, I think she even said in one of the tweets, is this what you want to see? Like, you know, vendors on the street. It's like, yes, yes. I do. I, actually, I would love food, more food vendors on the street. Yeah. That would be fantastic. That's fucking uh, great. You ever stopped and had, you ever stopped, you know those, uh, you ever stopped, you ever had kebab, the big, just a, just, a, just a kebab on the street? This is really, this is something that I encountered a lot. Never on the street. Never this on the street. I, well, this is something I encountered a lot in the UK because there's a lot of immigration there. And, and so there's people just selling kebab on the street. And it's like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. Um, right. and a one time, dude, I got fucking trashed at this bar when I was in college and, um, <laughs> me and my buddy got absolutely smashed, dude. And there was a jerk chicken truck that parked right beside the bar because they fucking knew. <laughs> oh yeah. They, they were good in business. They were oh, good oh, for business. Yes. Yes. And so me and my buddy went over and we had jerk chicken sandwiches and it was the best jerk chicken I've ever had. <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, right outside like a weed store or something, you plan up a bunch, you know, oh, a yeah. big uh, food vendor or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. But yeah, show me, show me the victim that this bodies. woman made. Show me the victim that this vent street vendor created. Yeah. And if you thing, can't, if she does then make somebody sick. If she does make somebody sick and somebody actually gets hurt, she's absolutely liable for that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. But until someone can show me that, then uh, I think you have a duty to shut up. Yeah. Uh, truthfully, I agree. <laughs> like, just, 
Mind your damn business. It's kind of how I feel about HOA guy. My my, my yeah. thing was like, look, if you have a problem with how someone else is maintaining their property, buy it. Buy it and do yeah. whatever you want with it. If you can't afford to do that, right. you can't afford to bitch either. Right. Just buy it. Just buy it and then yeah. shut up. Or, or it's your mow time. the grass. Go over there and mow the grass. Ask yeah. the lady. Ask the whoever, the whoever owns the home. Ask them, hey, can I mow your grass for you? Or would you like that? Buddy actually uh, replied to, to my tweet. Buddy said that he had somebody in a neighborhood that, that would not fucking mow their grass. So he just fucking mowed their grass. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, right. right. You want it done that badly? Go do it. <laughs> it's fine. And frankly, you don't know if somebody's disabled. You don't know if somebody can't take right. care of their lawn by themselves. You don't know that. Yeah, for all we know, that may be like a very elderly person who owns that home and just can't right. do it. And they don't have anyone. And this person could be making fun of them or something. Right. You know, just like attacking uh, them like, for not maintaining a yard they physically can't maintain. Yeah, the ultimate waspy behavior. I, I just, it's sickening to me. I can't stand it, dude. It's terrible. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It's absolutely um, terrible. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the specifically the the street vendor and the li- the woman appear like wanting more licensing because that's interesting. I didn't know that about how she apparently did not like illegal uh, Mexican immigrants. So that I, I I would bet I would put money down that that probably had something to do. There was some with additional motivation there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It really seems that right. way. Anyway. And again, she's mm-hmm. again she's a transactional attorney, which I I I have. Here's the thing. Uh, transactional attorneys I don't have a problem with. I don't think you're less of an attorney because you write contracts instead of doing trials. No. I really don't. I, I, I truly don't think. In fact, writing contracts is what I initially wanted to do all the way up until yeah. Lady Jane started working in defense. I wanted to do contracts. That's all I wanted to do. And so mm-hmm. I, don't, I do not look down on anyone who that's their job is they write contracts oh, and yeah. do corporate law. I don't look down on them. I don't think they're any less of an attorney. But it, it does smack of that kind of lack of awareness of the legal system when you're trying to jam people up in the criminal justice system because you're, right. you're a fucking transactional attorney. You haven't seen what this person's going to fucking go through if you succeed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you always talk about how, like, you know, your day in court or type thing, right? Yes. Where it's like, you know, this type of thing can ruin someone's life. Um, you even like it ha- setting up a person to interact with the state when previously they were not. That could ruin someone's life, too. Yes. Like you Overnight. could. Uh, yeah. So that whole thing, you know, when people do this, they act all glib or, or say, oh, you know, I'm doing my duty as a, you know, a, a citizen of, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, you're in most cases, you're just uh, almost ruining people's lives. In some cases, you are someone. or attempting to. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Are trying to, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. How many times have we said if you swat somebody, you're actively trying to get them killed? Like, that's, yes, you are. You are. You are hiring a hitman. Yes. Like if you swat someone, that is what you were doing. Yeah, and I feel the same way about this. You are setting this person up to try and have yes. them to try and force them to have an interaction with law enforcement in a city. By yes. the way, in a city where your jail, not your prison, your jail, full of people who have not been convicted of any crimes whatsoever, your jail's out here fucking killing people. Oh shit! It's the same place. I didn't even realize yes, how it is. Rikers, it's oh. in New York City. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, okay. I totally forgot where this took place. I like, um, like where, where, like where the woman was. Uh, I didn't know it was New York City. That is especially awful, isn't it? Holy shit! It's not yeah. even like you're in a small town where you know Sheriff Bill's gonna take care of whoever he's got in the tank right. that day. It's not like that. It's you're it's fucking Rikers. You're trying to get this person taken into. Yeah, 
And especially like if this woman was an illegal immigrant, which I don't know, I'm not claiming that she was. Uh, but um, if she was and then she got deported, yeah, you're evil. Like you were yes. an awful human being. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I just can't. It's the, but it's the, I don't understand this mentality. I don't understand this busybody, blue nosing mentality where it's like, I have to police what you do at all times. Right. Right. I don't get it. It, it seems, it, it's number one, it's a waste of fucking time. You want to talk about, this is the kind of thing, it's a lot of these same kinds of people. <sighs> uh, not to go back to this shit, but you, you, think about, you think about the dressing of the deer thing, right? And it's the same mentality. Mm-hmm. It's the mentality, I have to control what you're doing at all times. I have to control what you're doing on your property. And it's like, if you mm-hmm. want to be obsessed with like praxis and reality, right? You want to have all this. You can't control what anybody fucking does on their own property. That is yeah. well outside of your ability to affect that, to control that. You can do nothing. And so your your yeah. your constant grasping at the authority to control what people do in their front yard, you can't. Because even if you get to the dude who's down the street, the guy in the next block over doesn't give a fuck about you. And you'll do whatever he wants. Exactly. Um, And, you know, I apologize for getting, like, you know, introducing psychoanalysis here because I, you know, I'm not a fan of psychoanalysis. Oh, no, they could use a little, though. (laughs) But, but, uh, uh, you know, and I'm not a psychologist, so, you know, I'm kind of, like, you know, talking out of my ass here. But there's... um, there's a certain, you know, like with OCD, right? So I, so for people who don't know, I've had OCD almost all my life. And so I, I can kind of like under, I can kind of like understand a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of people, I, I truly think that, so for OCD, right? Why a lot of times people like, you know, why it manifests the way it does, at least this is what, you know, psychologists will tell you, is that there is a lack of control internally, like, you know, psychologically. And so you, you branch that out externally. You try to control right. your environment as best as possible, uh, to almost, uh, you know, um, alleviate your internal disorganization uh, yeah which manifests this compulsive Um, behavior like attempt like attempting to attempting to lasso the external world because you don't have a hold on your internal world and i think i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this is similar behavior uh you know wanting to control their external environment to such an extent uh that 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 would be my guess as you know someone who is not qualified to speak on these matters uh no sure Uh, that makes that makes perfect sense yeah, because it, there's there's also it, it kind of falls in line with like the lack of consistency and the and the hatred for thinking in like a the patterned way, like a logical way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It kind of falls in with well, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think anything that would like deny a person like who's saying that, well, you know, he's going back to like, the you know, the consistent thinking. If someone proposes some like policy or something in order to make their external environment just how they want it. And then you have some like, you know, libertarian who comes along and say, well, actually, that's that isn't consistent with what else you believe. Then I think that probably causes a lot of like, you know, um, uh, dissonance. cognitive dissonance. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I just hate, I just, this, this kind of, uh, blue nosery, this kind of, uh, mm-hmm. it's not really yep. blue nosery. It's, 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 it's just busybody, just being a busybody. Yeah. It, it is so bothersome. And also the moral superiority that people exude oh, when they yeah. act like, you know, they're, they're doing some great service when really they're just being a complete asshole to someone is just, you know, I, it, it's salt on the wound. Yes, I agree. Um, 
Similarly, there's another guy who decided to become the main character of 3D Printed Gun Twitter today. Oh, yeah. I don't know about this, so yeah, yeah, uh, explain this one. So, Ivan, uh, Navi of Boonhandia, Navi Go Boom, uh, Ivan posted uh, his 308 build. Um, How can he post without hands? Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, He posted his 308 build, and he said... uh, he said, it's funny to me that one of the most affordable 3D printed gun builds is just a straight up 308 battle rifle, which is funny. Um, and a guy decided to respond and he says, uh, 3D is just junk, has a long process and affordability equation to, rec- to reconcile. That's not a great sentence. Um, no. Waste of time and money right now. Make that out of something worthy of passing down to your children. Okay. Now, I think the knowledge to build your own fucking firearms is worthy of passing down to your children, the, the, but in any case, um, he, says, uh, he says that, and this, uh, anytime dealing with FUDs, these things tend to spin out of control, and this guy started getting dragged. Now, everybody started saying, you know, skill issue, this is a you problem, that kind of thing. Well, he says... Uh, Give me the testing procedure and life cycle of the product you're making. And Ivan responds and says, I've never had a 3D printed gun flex so much that rounds got behind the follower on a magazine. And yet I've had it happen repeatedly on both drums I bought from F5. Curious, they should try building their stuff to last so that children can use it or something. I then began looking and I thought, wait, why did that come up? Why is that relevant? Well, this guy apparently works for or is the owner operator of... F5 manufacturer. <laughs> okay, so that that just like connected some dots for me right there. Yes. It's very much like it's very much like how all you know the alcohol companies lobby for weed uh, uh, to be um, illegal. Yep. You know, it, it, it's very much in that vein. It's like, oh, all this stuff is so dangerous. Uh, you should. It, it's it's junk. No one should use this. Buy my products. <laughs> yes. Well, it gets worse. <laughs> this guy decided to respond to that tweet. This guy, Jeff Milton, jmilton007 on Twitter, decided to respond to this tweet from Ivan with, and I don't see you in our database as a customer. What's your order number? <laughs> Ivan responds so and says he, he bought it from HK Parts, which is another website. No. Uh, but... Um, this dude wants to look up Ivan's order. Right, yeah. And he immediately goes, well, I'm looking through our database and I don't see you. First of all, with what information? Navi of Boom Handy is not going to be in your customer database. Right. Why, why yeah, would so he be? wants him to dox himself, pretty much. Yes, he's asking him to dox himself. Yeah. <laughs> and the response to this tweet has been beautiful absolutely gorgeous navi quote quote tweeted it and said don't buy anything direct from f5 unless you want an unhinged boomer brain trying to dig up your info on twitter (laughs) um multiple people retweeted it with similar sort of ideas um with similar points i said when selling high capacity magazines and other firearm related items it is probably not a good idea to admit you have a searchable plain text database of customers you're willing to crack open the first time someone embarrasses you on twitter um (laughs) 
Uh, he also, this is another thing that I saw. This was tweeted by uh, the big man, X97. Says, um, according to two different posts on Reddit, he likes to threaten frivolous lawsuits for libel over, BBC, over BBB reports because he failed to cancel an order after he said he would and wouldn't respond to emails. And also, supposedly likes to threaten people in ATF visit after a chargeback due to him only shipping two mags with no explanation or response to emails. That's why an order uh, that was uh, two mags in a can, can a kit, yada, yada. With things like, he threatens people because he has their personal information. Um, oh, incredible. Yes. Yeah. And I went to Reddit and I looked for this stuff and I was able to verify a couple of these as, as having been posted on Reddit. So this is a guy that uses the fact that you use his website to buy, to buy gun stuff. And he will, he will use that against you if you are dissatisfied with the service that you receive, service product that you received. And he, in fact, going so far as to threaten to send the ATF after you. (laughs) The chances of this guy being a federal informant are actually higher than uh, most people in the 3D gun community. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The dude glows. And this is the thing, too. Someone else said, why do you have a database like this? And someone else responded to that and said, uh, as a bargaining chip for when he gets in a jam with a three-letter agency. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This guy would rat you out to the feds faster than you could. Because even when they don't want you, he's threatening to send your info to them. Right. Oh, man. I just. That's wild. Oh, yeah. So he's been getting dragged all day long. Congratulations to the printed gun Twitter. Oh, yes. Oh, guess what else he did? Oh, I forgot he did this. Um, So. Further, <laughs> later on, somebody posted a picture of his, um, the, the uh, F5 uh, has a modular stock that they sell, mm-hmm. and somebody posted a picture of it, it was uh, uh, Range Officer Neanderthal posted it and said, uh, um, a new part for 3D 2A boys to conquer, and somebody said, uh, I'm not buying at J... J. Milton 007's pile of shit, but I'll gladly make a printable alternative. And uh, Milton responded to that and said, who's buying your pile? And they said, uh, soon? A lot of people. I'm autistic as shit and motivated purely by spite with literally unlimited time on my hands. Your reply was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) You love to see it. You love to see it. Well, the real mistake he made was i believe let me see if i can find the actual response he sent because it was uh very stupid he said uh to someone he said print away or something along those lines and then uh and uh he replied to his own tweet saying um i won't even talk about patent infringement until you have a viable product and the problem there is the tweet that you were replying to where you told them to print away. Right. There's a question as to whether or not you could enforce a patent over this product because you told them to print it. You told them them to print. Right, right. It's like inviting someone onto your property and then shooting them for trespass. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, yeah. He's uh, he's he's decided he doesn't like running a company. I think <laughs> he, he wants out. I, I guess. Um, 
Would have been a oh, smarter man. idea to just sell it to someone, but I guess you could torture yeah. it this way too. <laughs> man, the, the responses that people get, uh, like the, in the three D gun printed community, get to like three just three D printed guns or three D printing in general are fabulous. Like the, oh, it's the are. greatest collage of midwits that you've ever seen in your life in one area. Yes, um, localized gun it, fuds. It's fantastic. Yes, gun yeah. fuds are a particular type of moron, and their their whole <laughs> like their whole existence is hating the fact that. That people don't want to carry the 1911 every day. That's their whole existence. Right, yeah. <laughs> they have a wall of 1911s all polished, like, just framed on their wall. <laughs> like, you know, In shadow boxes. Just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instead of live, laugh, love in that incursive script on their wall, it just says two world wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, these guys are, these guys are morons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, um. Oh, I I did want to say I did want to make a, a retroactive disclaimer for something I said earlier when I was like comparing like um the the uh, the the one asshole with the with the HOA like wanting to control your external environment and I was like talking about like OCD. I want to make it clear I'm not at all saying that people with OCD act like that. So I wanted no, to, I no, 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 no. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. That's a good right. clarification, yeah. but I, I yeah, don't think anyone would assume you were. I, that's yeah. That's, right. Okay. I, yeah. I just wanted to double check because I, I I could uh, in my mind I was like, well, I could see how could infer that from what yeah, I said. But no, no, that no, was no, not no. It was just a it was just a comparison between the th- between the two things. It's not saying that they overlap right. necessarily right. in that way. Right. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Okay. So we the other day. Hmm. Is a week long enough? For the dungeon to be out, to to not. Um, I'll say. Why don't we just give a spoiler warning uh, yeah. for people who are? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Ace and I, with another friend of ours, ran the new Destiny dungeon the other night. Yes. yes here's Destiny talk. Um, yes. This is this is the the video game portion of this yeah, podcast. Now. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and there are there are very real spoilers to this dungeon that are kind of huge for the for the story of of the game. And so if you don't if you're not interested in hearing about that, um, d- don't uh, don't don't listen to this portion. I guess. Yeah, and and um, before we get into like any type of spoilers, it was a, I, I very much did enjoy. Uh, oh, it was the so dungeon. good. So um, if, if you like are wondering kind of if you play Destiny and you're wondering, well, you know, I don't know. Out being spoiled, I think you probably should just go in um, yes. and play it yourself. Run the dungeon. Uh, the dungeon is fun. It's not too hard. Know. We were able to figure out the mechanics no. just just on our own. Like none of us. Yeah. Th- this is something I'm not good at. Every like usually I have to look mm-hmm. up a guide for Destiny mechanics, and this we were able to figure out. Just the three of us oh. messing with stuff. We were able to figure out the mechanics pretty easily. There's there's nothing that gives me more like um, ecstasy than figuring out um a puzzle or a mechanic yes. like it makes my chimp monkey brain the neuron activates and yes. it's just it's great absolutely <laughs> it's it's it's, it's yeah. really rewarding to figure it out for yourself i usually just don't have the time yes. <laughs> right yeah yeah uh, and and on some of them i'm just too stupid for it um yeah but yeah it is a it is a it, it's really a really a very fun dungeon um run it uh, uh we we <laughs> there were parts of it where we had more fun than the dun- dungeon actually was because we were making fun of it that's the water we were, we were making fun of it and shitting on bungee i think until the very final room and we're yeah. like ooh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly the the underwater mechanics in destiny are not good um yeah 
but it's 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 worth it to run just because the fights are fun yeah. and uh I, I feel bad i i do feel bad for bungie sometimes because they're using a 20 year old engine um and they infamously have very bad uh, like like their code is spaghetti at this point yes. it's all inter- intertwined uh so you know they're somewhat limited on what they're able to make it's like if they had a better engine quite frankly i think do a lot more but it's just you know it's, it's what they're kind of stuck with at the moment uh but yes it's, it's a well-known fact that the tech debt in destiny is at this point out of control like they've they haven't yes. they've like not reorganized stuff not fixed stuff not rebuilt stuff and like pushed that off to make more content to the point now that it's just a mess um well you know it's kind you know of incredible like the game plays they- as well as it does yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that. And you also know that this is kind of true because whenever they put out some fix or patch to fix some issue, it's always a roundabout fix, uh, right? Uh, rather right. than like actually fixing the thing, it's always something that uh, fixes it by, you know, uh, by an order of effect that's different from what the actual cause is. Right? Yes, yeah. Uh, they can never actually fix was- the problem. They have to work around it. There there was a bug, for example, so in Destiny, if no one's ever played Destiny, it's a good game. You should try it out if you've never played it. Um, but there was a, a, a bug where switching to a certain weapon. So there's a there's a shotgun called the Fourth Horseman, um, and it's a it's a rapid fire shotgun. And there was a um, um, there was a bug where if you swapped to a slug shotgun and then swapped back to the Fourth Horseman really quickly, uh, it would turn all the like fourth horseman shots into the pellets into slug rounds, and it would hit like four really? times as hard. Yes. Oh my um, god! And they fit. Bungie fixed this quote unquote fixed this bug by adding a two second delay from when you switch a weapon to when you can fire it. <laughs> it's still in the game now. If you swap to a different weapon, you cannot fire it for two seconds. Because so that, because of this one bug on the fourth horseman. Yes, correct. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, twenty year old tiger engine. That's what that gets you. Yeah. You never update. You don't do. And here's the thing: I don't blame them. They put themselves in a position. They put themselves in a position where, and this is kind of, I think, something that Bungie did. Bungie wanted Destiny, Destiny vanilla, Destiny Year One, Destiny. To be a live service game that could last 10 years. Yes, that was their mission statement when they first like uh, came out with it. Yes. And if you, if you say that Destiny 2 is still Destiny, they've succeeded. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think Destiny 2 yeah. is a different game. <laughs> yes. It was yeah. a box I mean, game still, like... when it came out. <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's like yeah. It, Destiny didn't go. Destiny two did not go free until much later in its life cycle, like a year yep. or two after after cycle. Forsaken. They went free yep. right before yep. uh, right before the release of the 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 thir- the fourth um, power in what was that expansion called? Still, Beyond Light. Beyond Light. Yeah, they went free right before Beyond Light. Yep. And yeah. After so, they left Activision. I, I think is uh, or just finish what you were saying because I think we're I think we're headed towards the same area. Like, oh yeah, uh, they just they they put themselves on a content treadmill when mm-hmm. the what really needs to happen is the game needs to be rebuilt, and that is that is incredibly intensive, perhaps even impossible, but it's kind of what needs mm-hmm. to happen. But they put themselves yes. on a content treadmill that 
basically they, 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 I don't think there's any way they have the resources to do both, make new seasonal content, make new expansions and rebuild the game. I, I don't think right. they have the ability to do both at once. Not so, without a whole new game, not without a Destiny 3. Which is what I think, I mean, if I'm, at, if I'm at Bungie, I want, in the seasons after Lightfall, like the end of the Destiny story as it wraps up after, not Lightfall, mm-hmm. after the final shape. The final shape. As the story wraps up, I want to release Destiny 3. And I want to release yeah. a fully rebuilt game on a modern yes. engine that is not a mess. And in fact, it seems to me um I don't know. Marathon seems weird. Yes, I so yeah, um Marathon was kind of like out of nowhere, right? It's like, oh, we're reviving sort of. No, we're not really reviving our so Marathon was an old set of games Bungie made in what the nineties or like early. Yeah, 2000s? the Marathon series. Um, the Marathon series was Bungie's first series of games, along with um uh, uh something something into darkness, pass into darkness. I think it's called um something like that. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's three Marathon games and there's Pass into Darkness. These all take place in the same universe and um and they're like there's weird references between that and. Halo. Uh, Halo, like there's, yep. it's not Halo and Marathon aren't a connected universe, but they, the ideas that were in Marathon ended up taking shape in Halo, like the idea of rampant AI and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All of that came from Bungie's earlier work. Bungie's the through line of Bungie's work is very, very clear. Right, and from what I understand, the new Marathon is a, it's a multiplayer only. From what I from what I've read. Uh, and it's an extraction shooter, so like Escape from Tarkov or DMZ. Yeah. 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 Which but, is... but the, the, the important part. The important part of this, I think, is which is kind of like why you brought it up. Is it's rumored that this is now running on Unreal Engine Five, um, which is an extremely uh, good engine. It's very good. Uh, yes. It probably is probably like. From what I now, I've obviously I've never like uh, messed around with it, but from what I, I have some people, some friends who are like uh, you know in this sort of like developer space uh, and like acquaintances more, uh, but but they love the Unreal Engine, they love Unreal Engine five and in, in specifically. So if Bungie mm-hmm. is actually moving towards Unreal Engine, they're like testing the waters maybe with it. Um, that's a great sign. Marathon has the feeling of this to me, and this could be total fan fiction, right? Like I'm, I'm just spitballing here. This, I'm not saying sure, this sure. is this is true at all. Marathon has the feeling to me of a game that they were working on learning Unreal. And, yeah, I agree with that. And and so they kind of figured, or maybe they were working on rebuilding Destiny entirely in Unreal or something along those lines, and then yeah. said, um, basically just thought, wait a minute, what we're doing here is kind of cool. Can we, do we have an IP we can touch to, to right. send this thing out in the world and make an actual game out of this, whatever project and, we're working on? And because they just got um, acquired by Sony, and now they're probably fund more money funding as well to do more of these projects. Yes. So that's also... Yeah, absolutely. And so if it is on a different engine and I have not I have not seen um I'm trying to find it now. I have not seen any the reason, news. The reason we think it's on Unreal Engine 5 is that there was a job listing at Bungie 
um, for looking for developers who had an experience in Unreal Engine specifically. That was yes. like why and what now we know it was one of the projects Bungie's working on. We don't know for sure it's Marathon, but that's what signs are leading towards. Yes, um, things kind of point uh, toward that. That they were that yes. they're doing an engine switch, they're getting away from Tiger, and they are working on on building things in Unreal. Marathon again, Marathon feels to me like it was a sort of internal practice project for mm-hmm. Unreal that they just decided, hey, this is good enough to push. Yes, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Because it's like, look, Bungie has been married to the Tiger engine for 20 years now. Um, it's very much showing its age. Um, they wouldn't just, like, make one game on Unreal Engine if that's what they're doing. They, we're going to go back to Tiger now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't seem likely. Yeah. So if they're trying to, yeah. get, if they're trying to get shifted over to it, it just, it, it's, it seems to me, holy shit, you know what I just realized? What's that? The swimming mechanic in in Destiny. It feels like the swimming mechanic from Marathon Two Durandal. Oh, I never played that game. I have no reference for that. I <laughs> haven't. I haven't played it personally. I've seen it played, and it, okay. it 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 feels exactly how the swimming mechanic from Marathon Two looks. <laughs> like you kind of yeah, sink we have to, to the bottom swimming and just walk around. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You just sink to the bottom and walk around. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it kind of seems like that now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, um, on, uh, so there was also, um, so sometimes I, for people who may not, like, know what, like, developers do or companies do sometimes, there was, um, uh, like, um, an email that was sent out, I think, by Bungie. Some people got it. It was, like, a, a survey, right? Um, and one of the things that Bungie asked was, would you like to see a Destiny 3, right? So these are just feelers that they put out every once in a while sure. sometimes. Um, and um, one of them was like, do you want to see Destiny 3? Would you like uh, space combat, like actual ship aerial combat? That was one of them. That That's uh, interesting that they would put that in there. Um, and a lot of the things that were apparently listed in there are things that just, they just can't truthfully can't pull off right now, given the limitations of their no engine. No way in uh, hell. Yeah. So, you know, it, again, these surveys don't mean that they're actually things, but the fact that they're open to them seems to be that indicate that they're at least like, yeah, we may be switching to Unreal. They're eventually. switching tech in uh, some way. They have to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because if, if you you wouldn't ask that if you know the answer is already no on your end. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like you wouldn't put that out there if the answer was already no, 100% no on your side. So Right. Um, so their their whole sort of thing, if, if Marathon's built on Unreal, I, I think my conspiracy theory is they were building Marathon as like, a, like an experimental project to get used to building things yeah. in Unreal, and they thought this is good yep. enough to actually push as a game, so they called it Marathon. Yep. Because this game is not right. fucking Marathon. <laughs> No, it's set in the Marathon universe, is what they've said, but it's not specifically like a continuation. It's like a soft reboot type thing. Yes, of, of a different style of game entirely. And Marathon's a Marathon's yeah. a boomer shooter. Like it's <laughs> yes. like this this game is not <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, that's very exciting. We got really off track when we were about to talk yeah, about the dungeon. Yeah, we yeah, gave yeah. a spoiler warning. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, guess, I guess, I yeah. guess, 
Whatever, I'll figure it out. Because um, <laughs> I was going to put a time code in the comments, but uh, I, I guess yeah. I won't do that. Uh, or, right. or here's, I will. Your, here's your real spoiler one. Yeah, here's the real that. one. <laughs> I might just cut the now. old one out, actually. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Is okay. I'll cut the old okay, one yeah. out. Um, so this, this dungeon... Um, okay, this is full-on spoilers. Uh, uh, Oryx. Yes. Exists. Who's a bit? Who's a very big bad? Yeah, yeah. If you remember, uh, if you didn't play Destiny One, Oryx was the big bad in Destiny One, the the one that everybody remembers. I mean, the the because the, the the Black yeah, Garden, the most iconic villain of that game. For yes, sure. yes, because the Black Garden's like not really a boss. Um, yeah, a like, lot of the, the problem with like until Oryx, a lot of the problem with Bungie's bosses is that they they didn't really feel like characters at all, uh, or they didn't feel yes. you know what I mean. They just they felt like your normal NPCs or the normal like uh, enemies that you'd fight, but just kind of bigger and scaled up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what kind of like what a lot of uh, that's lot what of a lot of the are. Vex bosses still are. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> they, they're sure. just they're just big Vex. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and yeah, orcs. Uh, here's the cool thing, right? Is that um, uh, that it was it orcs in Destiny One. That was almost eight nine years ago, I think point um oh god when did when did that when did that expansion come out um Uh, i can pull it up keep going i think it was like 2016 that came out or 20 uh, something around there uh 2018 Um, may 10th 2018 2018 yeah okay so it's been okay so okay not as long no wait that's a lie um, apparently destiny.fandom.com no this article was posted on 2018 it was released in 2015 there you go Okay. Oh, 20. Okay. So that's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So yeah, eight years ago. Um, but no, this, uh, yeah. So we're going to, yes. Yeah. I, I'll give one more little preface here. We're like doing, this is very like going to be inside baseball. If for people who've never played destiny, I'll try, you know, keep you guys up like a, a little bit here, but, yeah, uh, not go it, too it's, it's going to be some inside baseball. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, we, um, we in the raid, you know, spoiler warning, uh, you kill Oryx and we're on Oryx's ship, who is which is placed in the rings of Saturn. Uh, and we yes. kill him and he starts going floating off into space. Yes, um, he floats it's, it's off in cool. the in the cinematic after the raid. When you kill him, it looks like he's floating towards Saturn. Yeah, and there's actually a little nitpick I have for the dungeon, uh, but I'll get to that later uh, based on that point. But uh, Yes, um, <laughs> I, have, I think I have the same problem you do. <laughs> yeah, just like my autism can't handle some, a little bit in, inconsistency here. Um, uh, but no, yeah, uh, but yeah, go ahead and what you were going to say about the dungeon, because uh, I, I think we I, I was just going to say that, that uh, at the final, the final room of the dungeon, yes. the final uh, boss arena is um, the boss is a necromancer of I think Zivu Arath, and mm-hmm. she is trying to use a ghost to bring back Oryx. Yes. And Zivu yeah, Arath so- is, is there's three hive gods. One of them is, mm-hmm. is Oryx. That's the first one that, that you kill in Destiny. In Destiny 1, the Taken King expansion, yep. you kill Oryx, who is one of the Hive Gods. In the Witch Queen expansion, Destiny 2, you kill Savathun, but her ghost gets away. And in, yeah. in um, the, the, the upcoming big Hive God is Zivu Arath, the Hive God of War. And she is, um, she's supposedly, she's trying to bring Oryx back from the dead. Maybe. Or it's Savathun yep. trying it? 
which is I think no, I think it's Evil Wrath. I think Sabathun is currently dead. Okay, um, still. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So so if so Zivorath is is trying to bring Oryx back from the dead using this ghost power this ghost and, and the, the the necromancer so, that's doing it is the final boss of the dungeon. Yeah, so in the dungeon it, what's really cool is that so one of the really cool things about Destiny though is that if you've been playing it for like 10 years um there are really cool payoffs eventually for like oh, yes. things you did in Destiny 1 like 10 years ago. So for example, why the dungeon is like why this dungeon is really aesthetically mechanically too but also aesthetically is that the final room in the dungeon um or the final like boss arena i guess you could say more properly um you see orcs's body yes you actually see where it landed the it's there the the fight and it's it's orcs is huge place orcs is a giant he's fucking he's a kaiju basically think about kaiju scale and that's what it is yeah yeah and he is he's he's massive and and the 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 floor of the boss arena is basically his body yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> you turn um, that corner and you see him and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> there's there's a lot of like dungeons and for example, dungeons in Destiny are three man activities that are they're like you supposed to be challenging, right? Um but it, uh, some dungeons in Destiny they're like, oh this is okay. I like this. Some are eh, you know, you just don't really care for them. I really enjoyed this one uh, mechanically speaking. Yes. I thought it had uh I thought the boss fight were good i thought mechanically um this was this was much better than the 30th anniversary dungeon the 30th anniversary dungeon is i think probably a low point for dungeons in destiny 2 as far as mechanics goes i don't know uh yeah mechanically yeah i i just like yeah mechanically i'm not a fan of grab the orb and throw it somewhere you know mechanics that's kind of like seen that a lot um yeah, I, but, yeah, but no. the this this dungeon was really fun mechanically, very fun. Yeah, yep. Uh, good enemy density, like a lot of enemies thrown at you. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, unlike some Destiny yeah. stuff, there was no like there was as far as I saw, there was no way to like fuck with enemy spawns, fuck with mob spawns. So <laughs> like if you left, you know, a couple of knights running around, no new knights would spawn or whatever. That wasn't the case here. Right. Um, oh, and you know what else is really good? Uh, there was, uh, I just I thought of this. There was no health gating on the bosses. There was no health gate. Yeah, it was pure damage checks. And that was yeah, hard enough. Da- yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the, the bosses in, in this dungeon are very spongy and tanky. Uh, <laughs> a lot oh, yeah. of damage has to be put into them. Um, swapping, uh, swapping back and forth. For, just for hothead people, for people who are com- and wither horde. Yeah, for people who are completely out of the loop, health gating is where the boss's health bar has a specific, like, uh, different sections on it, and you can't pass a specific point on the boss's health bar without them, like, shielding up or going into a new phase. So it cuts the damage phase off like hard stop no matter how good you're right to it and And there was some of there was that kind of thing in here that but it wasn't explicitly health gated it was just you you had a short window of time it was just the time yeah right it's not explicit it's just it's time based and not like health health based not like a pure health gate where it's like when you get down to two-thirds health they're gonna bring their shields up no you have however much time to do however much damage you can and that's Yep. yep before their shield comes back up and then, and right. that was actually those damage checks as the power, which I'm wondering if maybe that's part of the reason they want to not do power creep so much anymore mm-hmm. every season, because they didn't change the light levels this season. Yeah. 
And I'm wondering if it's because it makes enemies like that that are not health gated way too easy. I don't know if they're even going to increase it next season. Maybe a little bit, but I heard they're trying to like slow down on that or completely stop it in some sense. Uh, I think that makes sense. I think everyone needs to be at the same. Everyone needs to have the opportunity to get leveled up for the release of the expansion. Yeah, and to me, it's like, look, I know it's a part of the, like the whole looter shooter thing where you won't constantly want to like, you know, keep dangling the carrot in front of people's faces and stuff like that. Right. But like to me, the whole like, you know, power leveling system, I, I don't think I feel like it just got out of hand eventually. Like in Destiny 1, it wasn't that bad. Like, in fact, I'm pretty sure there was it was capped at a certain point. It was just like, all right, here. And it, it's still ca- it was still capped in Destiny, but they raised it so much that it's like, oh, here we go. I'm going to get a bunch of good loot. And then in a month's time, it's all going to be pointless. Uh, yep. You know, uh, yep. stuff like that. I'm going to have um, to go going to have to go grind strikes again. Yeah. I'd rather grind for cool items that I'll just I know I'll use uh, long term than grinding for like, you know, PowerPoints. I agree. Uh, that I, I know like, will be invalidated. I like grinding for cosmetics or for particular yeah. guns. I don't like grinding. Any- I don't even like grinding for rolls. I like grinding for <laughs> particular guns and for cosmetics. Grinding for rolls to me feels like, ugh. I just don't like the feeling of doing anyone, it. Anyone who has ever played an MMO knows that cosmetics are the end game. Like, yes. that's what you play for. You play, you play the game so that you're can look cool and show off to other players exactly. that is that is what uh like it all defaults to at the very end uh is like hmm can i look cool while doing this which is because one like, of the reasons uh, that i don't like what people Warframe buy skins in video games yes. yeah it's why people buy skins in video games you you get like this sounds it might sound insane to someone who doesn't play doesn't like uh, play them a lot but people spend money on video game skins so and they actually enjoy playing the game more because they know they look cooler playing the game yes uh, so it's a real thing uh it happens um but yeah that that's like i'd much rather like farm for that in a video game than like you know uh powerpoints that i know are going to get reset you know uh, in like a month and a half or two you know yeah. And I think it's a good idea. I think it is a legitimately good idea to get everybody to where, like, if if throughout this next year they just don't power creep, they don't they don't yeah. do leveling throughout the next year, everybody's eighteen ten going into the expansion. Like, it, it, yeah, it presents if they don't do that, like, uh, it, if they do it like they've done in the past, it presents a real problem for like balancing because. Bungie's always had a problem balancing raid mechanics. Like sometimes they're really hard when they first out, and then later on they're an absolute joke. Yes, uh, because the people just grow so powerful that you know they just burn through it. And you know, there's a certain that that that's a, that's sometimes good because sometimes you just want to do an old raid and you burn through it. But it becomes a real problem for like longevity for the game, where it's like, yeah, this isn't challenging. I can do this in my sleep. Uh, you know, it, yes, kind of like devalues raids uh, and stuff well, like that. Kind of how, kind of how like almost what caretaker became later on (laughs) where it's just like you can just run caretaker now it's not even it's it's not like a super super challenging boss fight it was hard and again the health gating i think health gating is a necessary thing because of how powerful people are oh yeah that's why that and that's you know caretaker has health gates because uh people if if he didn't it'd be over in like 10 seconds yes Uh, Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I find, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I would, I like it. I guess they do it anyway, though. Like when, when they release an expansion, they give everybody 
the they, like they, they, they put everybody what a hundred light level be- below cap soft cap right yes when they release an expansion right. so i guess what i'm saying doesn't matter because everybody would be 1810 if they just wanted to make everybody 1810 but i just don't uh, i feel like they're i i would as i said like i'd rather grind for actual like cosmetics or something yeah. that provides functionality right uh that uh, that i value rather than like oh i finally hit the power level so now i can enter this dungeon without being my face being melted uh, right. you know something like that that's part of uh, the problem is that people are locked out of certain content when an expansion comes out like people are locked out of the dungeon they're locked out of uh the raid especially when new content comes out because they can't they they can't um they can't power level a lot of people don't have time to fucking power level you know i've um and you you know one of my biggest complaints about destiny because i've i've tried i've gotten a few people to play destiny before who have not played it um I think this is a, a knock, uh, I, I think, against Destiny, is that I don't think it has a great onboarding experience for Dude, new players. the new player uh, experience. My account, my account's a Blueberry account because I lost my account on uh, Battle.net. Mm-hmm. I didn't get transferred over fast enough. I, I missed the transfer oh, window. So my account for Destiny 2 is a Blueberry account. Um, nobody knows I'm a year one Destiny 2 player. Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, I also lost uh, a, a... I had a trust role on my old account that was just... Oh, fantastic. But I lost it entirely. Um, but the, the, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Oh, um, the new player experience is fucking terrible. I had to play through it when I, when I started on steam and it is so bad, dude. Yeah. Um, it's also bad because so for people who don't know, uh, destiny two came out and it continued the story of destiny one yes. and destiny two starts with, as a continuation of destiny one. So when you st- originally Destiny two started with its own campaign uh, that you'd play through that you could you could play as a new player but you really didn't get the whole gist of it you didn't appreciate as much unless you knew the events prior when you, if you played Destiny one or knew yes, of the events right um, and eventually Destiny actually removed that campaign from the game it's inaccessible you cannot play it the at Red all. War and the um, first two expansions um, the, yes, the yep. Red War was the Destiny 2 campaign the box campaign that you got with the game mm-hmm. um, yep. that was the Red War and then there was there were two expansions following that there was the Osiris expansion that I forget the name of and there was Warmind and then the Warmind yep. yeah those both of those all of that content has been removed from the game yeah I'm most upset about the uh, the uh, Red War campaign because I, I really and I actually I thought it was better parts of uh, I like of it. Destiny. I like the story of the Red War. I know people were really underwhelmed by it. They thought it was too short, all this other stuff. And I get that. Which I agree. But it's still I'd rather have a short something than a non something. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I enjoyed the Red War. I thought it was fun. And the the yeah. the actual the, the story itself is really cool. And the the reason I think the reason I the and reason it sets people, it up for the first raid, which is not in the game anymore. It's tragic that there is oh, content yeah, there's a whole raid that on. is not in the game. Yeah, Leviathan, which was a I that was I, I don't care what anyone says. I, I now okay when Leviathan when Destiny two launched, it was played with a lot of things. A lot of things from Destiny one were not in the game, uh, and that was awful. The, there they were a changed lot of the really way bad limitations. Your inventory, the way your inventory worked, like they had to shotguns, which had always been like either a primary. So you have, in Destiny, you have three slot, three weapon slots, right? You usually have your 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 primary, your secondary, and then the heavy weapon. 
usually shotguns were always like secondaries, right? So they had you, they weren't like mm-hmm. they had like uh, um, special ammo to use, but they you could you could use them with like a rocket launcher or something. When Destiny launched, they made it so like shotguns and rockets could not be used together because they they took up the same weapon slot. Yep, uh, and everyone hated it, and you would run with like two like two pistols or rifles and then a, a shotgun or a rocket or a sniper or some, well, some all the way up like until that. all the way up until forsaken you couldn't run uh you couldn't run dual secondaries like you right. had like your first slot your kinetic slot was locked to a primary and so was it but yeah and your second one it was it was an energy weapon but so locked to like you know you couldn't use a shotgun or a sniper right. in your secondary right. slot yeah um, it was really bad which was awful so I think so. A lot of people hated the raid, Leviathan, the first raid, Leviathan of Destiny Two when it came out. But I feel like they hated it more because they hated the gameplay of Destiny. Truthfully, I think yes. that like kind of like scared it. I think uh, that's you know, the unfavorably. same. I think it's the same problem people had with the Red War campaign itself. It, it wasn't that it was too yeah, short. It's that Destiny Two Year One had no end game. There was yeah, very none. little content that you could play oh, following finishing the campaign. And so people <laughs> and were like, they I'm made done shaders with as now. consumables. Right. Do you remember when they were shaders were consumables? Yep. I that almost that honestly probably made me stop playing the game. Uh, that was that <laughs> really? <laughs> I am I'm not joking. Uh when I stopped playing and I realized that I couldn't uh, when I used a shader now in a game a shader something you use to color your armor or something like that in destiny one you could you had just had them forever and you could like uh, apply them and unapply them in destiny two they made it so you um when you applied it you lost it so applying it was a, a shader to piece. an armor piece you have multiple armor pieces yes. applying a shader to an armor piece got rid of the shader so if you didn't have a stack of the same shader you couldn't shade your all your armor and uh, that just like pissed me off more than I think anything else. It was really bad. Uh, it I'll was tell really you what bad. Made me anyway. stop, Desti- stop playing Destiny. It was when after Forsaken came out, and I finished the Forsaken campaign, and I knew I was never, ever, ever going to be able to level up enough to play the raid and actually do the raid, as I didn't have enough time. Yeah. And so if you, I was, I just yeah. dropped off the game. I was like, I'm never going to get to do this raid. Why would I even keep playing? The Forsaken, okay, the Forsaken level grind that you had to get to to do the raid was insane. Uh, I think you had to get, like, 50 power in order to, 50, from where you started in Forsaken, you had to get, like, 50 power to be eligible for the raid. Yeah. It was an insane uh, climb you had to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and it was... uh, They haven't done that since, but it was, yeah, it it was very difficult. Um, And the drop rates were not good. No, like, no, they were not. The drop rates for higher level now they have the pinnacle system, right? So you can guarantee that you're going to get a higher drop, a higher light yep. level drop just doing a pinnacle thing. Than what you have, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can guarantee that. It's, yeah. But now, it, back then, it was just ugh. Yeah. So there were a lot of very bad gameplay, uh, or like game decisions, um, game philosophy decisions made in Destiny Two in the beginning. They basically threw out a lot of things that were in Destiny One. Very upset about it. Um, but they did make improvements, and I do think Destiny 2 in its current state is better than Destiny 1. Destiny um, 2 in its current state is right. one of the most fun games you can play. Yes. I would yeah, believe Especially that. with I, friends. I, if you have friends, yes. Destiny, like, some of my favorite gaming moments, like, um, in, in a PvE setting, uh, are in Destiny raids. Like, yes. 100%. There, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yes. I, I haven't uh-huh. had, I haven't had so much fun. Look, I've been playing, um, Final Fantasy 14. Um, mm-hmm. I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I had the MMO itch. I like MMOs. I just tend to not have a whole lot of time to dedicate to them. Um, right. Final Fantasy fourteen 
has a if you're on a preferred server you get 100% XP boost and so the leveling for Final Fantasy 14 you can level just playing the campaign just playing the main story of A Realm Reborn you can you can level all the way to 60 just doing that uh and so I'm on a trial account for Final Fantasy 14 I'm having a shitload of fun with that game the only thing that I miss is that I can't do like in Destiny or even fucking Fortnite and hop in Discord and play with a bunch of people Yep. Yep. Um, I played, I, I actually, you know, first, um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that thing, but first it actually, it, it's, it's very interesting that you brought up final fantasy because, um, one of the things I was actually going to lead into, when, um, how destiny has a very bad onboarding system for new players. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is there's a shitload of expansions, uh, for destiny Two, And, um, you need to buy all of them in order to play all the content. Right. Yes. Um, final fantasy does something, uh, which is very cool. Um, where if you buy the latest expansion, you get all the others. Yeah. And well, part of the reason they can do that is because it's sub supported. So like you, you buy the latest expansion right. and you get everything else and you pay a monthly sub. Right. And I honestly, truthfully, I think destiny should offer an optional subscription service where if you pay a subscription, you get all the expansions. Oh, I mean, it's it's practically what they're doing now. They've just all they've just lumped it all together and made it shitty because there's I think it would make more money if they did that, because a season. Yeah, a season is ideally a season is supposed to be a quarter of the year. Right. 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 I, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, if the like there's so many expansions and it like when you tell like that's honestly the biggest hurdle when I'm trying to convince new players to play Destiny is like uh, and they ask what expansion they should get. Now, some obviously are more valued than others once i give actual new sizes are obviously more valued yeah. but um uh, still it's like oh god i, I you know i, I feel, almost feel bad you know what i mean when i'm trying to sell someone on this game and i'm like oh yeah you should buy this and then this and then this. Yeah. you know what i mean uh it's almost like i, I sometimes i feel a little bad uh, when doing you do it a but piecemeal like that they're not going to get the narrative Exactly. They're right. not well, going to experience mean, yeah. the narrative of the game. Well, that's why you just listen to Vice videos for narrative. <laughs> that's <laughs> why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Um, but no, there's a um, that. Yeah. So I, I really feel like um, honestly, if Destiny had a subscription service, um, that would be great for like uh, new players, which is to say, hey, pay you know pay a subscription service and maybe the first month it's free for new players or something like that you know sure. a lot of mmos do that um, uh, or final uh, free fantasy has a point. free trial that lasts i think it's yep. 30 days or until level 60 and you can until keep playing 60. if you hit level 60 you can keep playing you just aren't going to level any farther right yep um so it, it's one of those it's one of those cases where it's like yeah uh, i wish games that had a huge amount of expansions like destiny destiny is an mmo um, they they've even called themselves an MMO now. They didn't used yeah. to do that, but they actually have called themselves an MMO. Well, which all it the is. mechanics are there um, for an MMO. It's just an instance. Yes. It's just everything's instanced. It's an MMO, but everything. It's instanced. not as open world as some MMOs, but it is. Yeah. A, yeah. Um, but anyway, one of the um, like I feel like games like that just should have an optional subscription service for sure. Like yeah. it, 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 the, if you have so much content like that. Um, trying to get new players on and having trying to say, okay, well, the, you know, having them to read off a list of expansions that they should get, it's just monotonous. It's it's not fun to do. Um, it's not easily accessible, which I think is a like a big problem. Yeah, and this thing is free to play. Like, the whole thing, is, like the the base game, is free to play. 
Um, yeah, but, but I, I, see, that just... makes me unhappy because when they stripped Destiny 2 Year 1 out of Destiny 2, the base mm-hmm. game that's free to play is practically nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's a lot of MMOs that are free to play that provide more content for yeah, base players. Than, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, how many hours do I, mean, I have? Yeah. In, how many hours do I have in Final Fantasy 14? Let me look real quick because I can right, yeah. like this is OK. I have 41 hours in Final Fantasy 14. I have never paid them a dime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah. could get that out of Destiny 2 with the base game. What uh, what character are you? Are are you a like, are you a Lalafell or are you a cat, cat lady? Which one are you? Which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I went cat girl. Of course. Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was my assumption. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm a cat girl who's also a black mage. The reason I went black mage is because when I when I buy the game after I'm done with the trial period, when I buy the game and I'm gonna buy the game. I want to be Red Mage because Red Mage oh, yeah. is an awesome subclass. Yeah. Uh, I played Final Fantasy, I think, three or four years ago. Final Fantasy 14, the MMO. I played it three or four years ago. I played it a, a pretty good amount. I've done I've done over eight or two. Um, um, and for when I played, they did not have the e, like the XP grind or the level grind to get to 60 um, was atrocious. I don't yes. think I don't know if they had preferred servers when I played, or if they did, I just wasn't on preferred server. But um, I and specifically because I, other people, other of my like gaming friends, were on servers already, and I was like new to the game, so I was playing, I was leveling up oh, so I yeah. could play with them. There's no and way man, you were on a. There's no way you were on a. Uh, no. Yeah, there's no way you were on a preferred server. It, it took me like three weeks to level up to sixty. Three to four weeks. It was not great. Um, it was a crawl, dude. Specifically, when the uh, the whole point was, I just want no one like like other people were already at top level, so I'm just I'm like crawling up to where everyone else already is in order to play the game. Really, uh, that that was not great. But yeah, no, for sure. Um, it would be cool to play Final Fantasy if like a lot of other people played it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's God, I don't I miss, remember because I actually really like the game. It's very fun. I don't know. I don't remember what it is, or what the name of it is at the moment. But I remember playing it. There's um, in Final Fantasy fourteen. There's a certain dungeon where it's an infinite dungeon, like or, or you can just do it forever and level up. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there's a bunch of floors to it. Oh, uh, and you just you, yeah, like, like you a catch up, like, a catch up mechanic kind of thing. Yes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And oh God, I I never wanted to kill myself more uh, than, than doing like I don't know twenty floors in a row of this dungeon. Uh, it it was painful. There's a catch up. Um, there's a catch up mechanic in the current game that is that people really, really, really like. People really like the catch up zone in the current game. Oh, okay. That that sounds nice. That sounds not not too bad then. Yeah, yeah. It's it, that game. Okay, so Final Fantasy XIV is an interesting game because it's actually a little bit like Destiny Two, um, in a lot of ways. Destiny Two Year One had no end game, had very poor reception, and very limited mechanics because they decided to strip a bunch of stuff out of Destiny that was good in Destiny, and it mm-hmm. made a lot of people very angry, and they they suffered for it. Bungie suffered for that. Um, then they released Forsaken expansion. Which was mm-hmm. a true expansion, the only the first true yes. expansion to to the game, because Warmind was bad. A DL- 
And so Warmind and Osiris were bad. Yes. (laughs) They were terrible. They weren't even expansions. They were like three hour campaigns plus a couple of strikes. They were bad. They were like they were like a seasonal update. That's what that's what they felt like. Right. And I think they were actually kind of a proof of concept for the seasonal model, but people hated them as expansions. Yes. Um, and so they, they were really bad. And then they decided that they were going to release Forsaken. Forsaken was supposed to be a return to form for Destiny. They added in a bunch of the features that people missed from the original Destiny. They fixed the ammo problem. They fixed the, the gun slot problem. They fixed a lot of shit in Forsaken and made the game functionally good again, right? Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen is very similar. Final Fantasy fourteen yep. released, and everybody fucking hated it. Everybody it flopped it. hard. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, and they were not making money. And so what they did was they the game ran, I think, for a year or two, and then mm-hmm. they did a catalyst. And they restarted development. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They brought in they brought in a new game director, and they basically wiped the slate, relaunched the world, and now there's a a, a new player experience that starts with. That's a why realm it's called reborn. a realm reborn. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a realm reborn now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so the, yep. the game you're playing, if you play Final Fantasy XIV, the old game is gone. Very much like in Destiny. Yep. The old Destiny 2 is gone. And what yep. you're playing now is what they started doing after they, quote-unquote, fixed the game. Yeah. It's a good idea to do that. The problem is that... Oh, for sure. The problem is that Destiny 2, at this point, it doesn't need just a relaunch. The story is good. The narrative is good. The gameplay yeah. is good. Everything about it is good. Except the tech. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, it's like, you know, Bungie is fighting against their own engine at this point. Like, that's, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, th- like there's been there's been so many improvements in Destiny. For example, um, a lot of things that's always been memed on. Here's the thing about Destiny, right? Um, Destiny has fantastic lore. Like, it is actually very in-depth. It's very... Uh, it, it's not like, you know, dumb or stupid. It's a, it, the destiny lore is not toned down. Right. So a lot of times, so here's the thing, right? When, when the first destiny was coming out, um, they had all these great writers and like, uh, people making the lore for the game, the universe yep. in destiny. And from what I understand, Activision a, a few months before release of the game, Activision said, this is too esoteric. People aren't going to get this. And a lot of the stuff was stripped out of like the the actual game. That's that, that's what led to the grimoire. Yes, when when the, yeah. the complaints about Destiny was that the story is on a website. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you play the original vanilla Destiny one, uh, you are lost about what the fuck is going oh, on. Oh yeah, like you are completely lost. Uh, like you get some general concepts here and there about you know things, but even the NPCs, you know that they're the. Uh, you speaker was like uh you know uh oh i could tell you about these things long ago but i'm not going to yeah <laughs> and, right. you know i could tell you the story but here go to go to the destiny grimoire actually figure it out it's www <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so they destiny had these things called grimoire cards and uh, and now it um but yeah you had to go to the website to actually read the grimoire cards. Yeah. Uh, it was not in the game it was atrocious because like when you read the lore, there's like a novel's worth of lore written. Oh, dude, on the books Destiny of sorrow lore. themselves there's... are a whole ass fantasy book. Like, like, yes, the, the books of sorrow are amazing reads. Yeah, it is like, it's some of the best, like science fiction, science fantasy, um, that's out there right now, lore wise. Um, but, and, and, and like, it's very, inex- it, it's been very inexpensive. 
readable. Now, Destiny 2 improved on that, where they actually made the lore readable in crazy, right? What yeah, a crazy right. idea. And you can actually read um, it in the game, and, and also the story has a narrative that you can follow. Like, the yes, Red War yes, is so, a narrative. A lot of the big, so yeah, a lot of the big lore moments now happen in game. And if you have been a person who has like read the grimoire, have you have you've read like the lore? A lot of the like big moments in Destiny Two now now pay off on that story that was written mm-hmm. ten years ago. If you so got invested cool. in, and even just Vife videos, if you got invested in watching oh, yeah. Vife videos or reading the grimoire yourself, or like I, I went and read the Books of Sorrow because they're really well written, they're very cool. Um, Quite honestly, yeah, I. Let's, uh, you know, honestly, if you're interested, if you're like a lore nerd, uh, and I very much am, and you want to like get in, and you're thinking about getting into Destiny or something like that, go, um, go on YouTube and go to the channel. My name is Bife, B-Y-F. Um, and just look at his like his story of destiny, like the starter series that he has there. I'll link it. Um, I'll link the story of destiny in the, in the description. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very good. So if you're into that type of stuff, there's a, you know, uh, there's a lot there. Um, that's yeah. very, very cool. But also, I'm one um, of those. I'm also one of those guys who falls asleep to Loetten 09's um, uh, uh, Warhammer 40k lore videos too. So like, I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't even play Warhammer. <laughs> I don't even play 40k. Right. Yeah. And, I just like. I just like good fantasy stories. Yes, and uh, exactly. Destiny is. Is yeah. Yeah. That's in de- the yeah. Vive's lore videos and and uh, Luton's uh, uh, or Luetten. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, his 40k videos, his lore videos on 40k are incredible. Yeah, just so much fun. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, you know, you can read the lore in game now, and it actually, it's actually a part of the story. Uh, so that that's nice. That's that's all. <laughs> that was one of the things, and it was really tragic because, like, uh, in in Destiny, and it was all Activision's fault, uh, from what I understand. Uh, like how Destiny One, yeah, launched, um, yeah. The um, state that Destiny One launched in was absolutely uh, Activision's problem. I think the state that Destiny yeah. Two launched in was Activision's problem. I think, because yeah, once Bungie well, left look, them, look, look, why do you, the shaders were consumables, right? Yeah. And do you know where you could buy shaders at? Oh, that's right, the store, the, the in-game shop, store yeah. with the Eververse shop. Yeah, that is totally an Activision move if I've yes. ever seen one. Uh, that is a hundred percent. Absolutely. That's the thing. So, yeah. the, but as soon as as soon as Bungie left Activision, it was like uh, the game got really good. Yeah, right. Almost crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I just I uh, I really I I'm enjoying the game. I'm excited for the expansion. Lightfall was yeah. still a major letdown. They have some. Lightfall was a disappointment. I I feel like so for Lightfall, I feel like. It was one of those expansions. So from what I understand, this is this is rumored, and apparently there are maybe some leaks to back this up, but it was rumored that um, uh, the final shape was supposed to be what light or like uh, Yes. Um when we saw when Lightfall was revealed, it had a very like different aesthetic um on like the promotional image. And they said um, it was the last that, one. They said it was the last did, uh, the, the last expansion. Yeah. And then it got delayed. And then they came out and they said, Oh, actually Lightfall is this now, and then also we have so what Lightfall was, they think, is what Final Shape will be, what it yes. t- the original thing was. So what, essentially what the Lightfall we got was, that expansion, is essentially just a gap. It's it's like a, it's filling a gap. It's filler content. Because- My problem with it isn't really even that it's filler content. I know it's content that was supposed to be in Witch Queen. Strand was supposed to be in Witch Queen. Yes, in Witch Queen. Strand was supposed to Several yeah. of the guns were supposed to be in Witch Queen. Like I, I- Somewhere along the line, there was a very, like... 
bad delay in in content and i think that might have had to do with COVID. it was probably. it was if, probably COVID. yeah i would have to guess it was COVID, and a lot of their developments had to change and that means some content that we got was placed very weirdly um and also that they when they had when they delayed final shape uh or what was then lightfall they had to make a new lightfall uh expansion yes. and essentially they filled it with this um and it, because it, it comes across that way it does come across <laughs> that way very, to the point that the opening and closing cinematic of the lightfall uh expansion if you just cut lightfall out of it and stitch the, those together it's one cutscene yes it is one cutscene the beginning and the ending are one cutscene and everything that happens in the is inconsequential to the beginning and to like yes. the final cutscene of the game. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, it's one of those things where, like, like, yeah, you have the beginning cutscene. We go and do this side thing, and then the ending, the rest of that cutscene, and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> ultimately, uh, ultimately, my only, the only reason I think they have some goodwill to earn back after Lightfall is this: they. I don't mind them having to make filler content, especially because of delays, especially because of all these other things that were going on. I and 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 trying to find a way to get Strand back in the game after it not making it to Witch Queen. I get it. I understand that makes perfect sense. My problem with it is that it's filler content that they raise the price on, and 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 people had to pay fucking eighty bucks for filler content. My second yes. problem with it is that it was um, poorly written. Yes, it, yeah, the, the story is not great. It is even the dialogue. Like the dialogue is not great. The yeah. uh, it's it very much is like oh shit, we have a large gap of time here, and we have no expansion here. We need to come up with something fast. It feels very much like they put this together with the kitchen sink. Yeah, uh, in, in you know what I mean. Yes, uh, it's like a just throwing. It shit very much wall. was like right. We did this. Our main expansion got delayed. And now we don't have anything here. We need to put something here. Uh, that's exactly what it feels like. And I, I think, think that's what it was. I think they should have just made this a like a super season. I, I'll, I'll maintain this until the day I die. Lightfall, I probably yeah. won't care on the day I die, but I'll maintain this for as long as it matters to me. And that is that Lightfall should have launched as a super season. It should have cost 40 bucks. There should have been mm-hmm. a raid. There should have been seasonal content that took us back to uh, Savathun's Throne World where we get Strand. And if you want to take us to Neomuna and have us do stuff there, fine. Mm-hmm. But make it make fucking sense. And the and I yep. think the way to make it make sense is to make it a seasonal story that took place between Sevathun's Throne World and Neomuna. And we we have something else going on to to try and tie these threads together. Uh no pun intended. Um in order to in order to make make it make sense. It's so poorly written, everything comes out of nowhere. Yes. It makes no sense. Yeah, everything like like truthfully, there are narrative decisions in this in this expansion where you're listening to the dialogue on what people are saying and you have no idea what they're saying. Like and truthfully, this is not and like look, look, I, I, I follow the lore pretty regularly in Destiny. Uh, yeah. they are just talking about things that they're introducing you to for the first time. And not explaining anything. Like that was the biggest complaint with a lot of content creators, people who make lore content for that for that expansion. were saying, yeah, really, um, "I don't like, know what this is. I don't know what this <laughs> at is." At the very end of it, I'm yeah. the lore guy. And it's not. And look, look. Here's the thing, right? There's a difference between like you know introducing a mystery. I, I don't want to come make it come across as if I'm one of these people that's like, well, I don't know what this is, so it's bad, right? No, no, no. They're not introducing this as a mystery. They're expecting you to understand what this is without explaining. All the characters are talking about it like you've already heard about this. 
Yes, and you haven't. And <laughs> so it's not like, you know, if they run it to play it up as a mystery, that it'd be completely fine not knowing what it was. That's right. the whole point. But it wasn't played up as a mystery. They just didn't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it's almost like there's there was a lost lore book or something where it's like Right. It feels like you missed like book, three episodes of a television sense, show. But it's not there. Yeah. It yeah. feels like you missed like three episodes of, of a television show that were very important and then you just continued on that's yes, what it feels exactly like. <laughs> exactly yeah so yeah I, I do think they have some goodwill to earn back and i think this too mm-hmm. I, I think on the on the subject of the seasonal thing like look I'm, i know people don't like paying um i know people don't like paying for uh for like subs and stuff i know sub, the, the mm-hmm. idea of a subscription is kind of going out of style with how much like how many different streaming services there are and all this other stuff I understand people don't like that very much, but to me, how much does the season cost in Destiny? What's the season plus the dungeon key cost for this season, this current season? They just raised the price actually of the season. This season, um, so what is it, it? Forty bucks for the season and the dungeon key. Oh, so wait, the dungeon key? Don't you need Lightfall for the dungeon key uh, for this one? I don't know. I thought you could buy the dungeon key separately. I don't. Th- I thought you had to own Lightfall for it. For That's one. certainly possible. What's the season cost then? Just yeah. the season. Uh, I thought it cost, is it $12? It was 10 I thought, is it 12 now? 12 or bucks. 12 or 4 Yeah, I think okay, it's $12. Okay, so in there, yeah. in there, between 10 and 20 bucks. So it costs between 10 and 20 bucks to play a season of Destiny. That's supposed to be ideally mm-hmm. three months of content, right? Um, well, yeah. They, they usually, the, the, usually the, se- like the seasonal content ends before the season does so it, but it, it's usually a good amount it's usually right, right right well the season yeah. itself lasts that long let's just say that i mean yes, you'll play the season through, lasts that long you'll, yes. pay, you'll play through all the seasonal story in less than half that time because it's it's usually about yeah. about four to five weeks worth of story the quests themselves yep. maybe maybe six at the most mm-hmm. um yeah but you'll so yeah you'll finish that but but as far as like the the season itself lasts for three months or supposed to ideally um why not have like you said why not do 10 bucks a month and you get access to the game the whole game yeah all of the i game. am i am so down for subscriptions as long as you know but but if they're optional you know what i mean if there's a free option and then a subscription sure. i love that model I, I i think that's fine especially when you can end if you want you can just expand you know you can individually the expansions so it's not like you're, you know, you can you can just sure. choose how you want to like play it, right? Yeah, and the expansions um, I think would have to be affordable if it were a subscription. But I mean, just copy yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. Just do what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Let it, okay. Here's another thing: if I buy the latest expansion, give me the other ones. If I buy yes. the latest expansion at premium price, you better give me those other expansions that cost like ten and twenty dollars. Especially right? when you know there's I mean? gameplay stuff in those expansions. Yes. I need yes exactly like the whole the fact that they they will they have the audacity to come out with an eighty dollar expansion and then also there's like uh, seven other expansions that cost twenty dollars that are not relevant anymore. It's not like if I play them I'm going to get huge. Yeah, nobody uh, needs to you play know. Shadow Keep. Yeah, no, no new <laughs> player needs to play Shadow Keep. You're not going to get anything from yeah. it. So it, it feels like that is the one part where it's like, come on, man. If I if you buy the latest expansion, they should give you the other ones. Like I, that is just how it should. That if you don't own like the expansions from like 
you know, uh, maybe maybe they won't give you the, the previous expansion, but all the ones prior to that they'll give you. So, you know what I mean? Something right. like that. And that needs uh, that needs to be like changed. But, you know, who knows? They could just they could 100 percent just crib what Final Fantasy 14 is doing. Have the have the cost of the most recent expansion be something like 80 bucks. Give the rest of the expansions and then give me a sub. And that gives me access to my seasons and my dungeons and all this other stuff that you want to sell separately. Yeah. Do that. Right. You'll make more money. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can make right. more money taking 10 bucks a month from me than my making me spend 12 bucks every three months. How does this right. math not make sense? Exactly. Yeah, we're trying to help you, Bungie. Please listen. <laughs> <laughs> and then just make your pricing model reasonable. Just yeah. stop, stop charging 80 bucks for a single expansion and some seasons. Set it up to where people can come in and drop out when they want to. Because I'll tell you this too. The number of people who spend money on the expansion... The the eighty bucks on the expansion and all the seasons and that eighty bucks or is it or is that one a hundred bucks? Oh uh, no! If you get the, if you get the season with it, that's a hundred dollars. If yes. you get the season pass, so you spend a hundred bucks on an expansion plus you all get four, four seasons. seasons. And yep. then here's what happens: people don't like one of the seasonal themes and they stop playing. Yeah. Well, I mean that's kind of what I did for the first season. Really, is like after the lightfall, after I played the the raid. Um, I got on to do my weeklies to make sure I hit a, a tier 100 on the season pass, and then I was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once I hit 100, <laughs> I'm pretty much done with the season. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, exactly. that's, that's, just, that's just the way it is, but that's fine. Like, that's okay. Yeah. But, but some people, like, as you said, right, like, it, player retention is just as important as getting people to buy your, your product in a, in a live service game. Uh, so, you know, if, uh, if you're not if you're making it very hard for people to kind of like play your content, then they're just going to kind of like give the bare minimum once they purchased it. Um, right. And then just, you know, uh, they're going to get what they need and then they're going to stop if they don't like a certain thing about a season or a certain, you know, whatever. I know. I know my brother, uh, my brother plays Destiny 2 when he wants to. But that pirate themed season, he just he dropped out on that. He was like, this is yeah. dumb. The, the gameplay loop of that season was just, yeah, it wasn't a great. particularly fun seasonal activity. And it was also like the I I kind of uh, I feel like they didn't actually do enough with the pirate theme. And then it was just kind of a nothing thing, too, with Nezarak pieces of Nezarak. What is this about? Didn't make any sense. Yeah, the, the Nezarak T. Yes, exactly. It doesn't make any, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it, no, it <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um is this your first time playing Final Fantasy 14? It is. Oh, okay, cool, cool. All I have ever done Very is this good. 40 hours. I'm still working through the Realm Reborn story, but man, I I dig it. My my only problem and I think this gets better as the game it's goes a good, on. It's a good story. It's like like here's the thing, right? I I didn't appreciate the story the first time cuz so I'm like, "Oh my god, I just want to catch up. I want to get to 60. I want to get to 60." But if you actually play through it and let let it go, like it, it's really good. One of the things they did was they introduced a different um, thing, a different mechanic to the game called Leva Questing. That is, mm-hmm. um, it, it's you know before this you had to grind what are called fates, which are like um, yes, I hated them. <laughs> yeah, they were just like random events happening in the world, but they're not very like interesting. Yeah. Yes, public events. Yeah. But they're not interesting, and there's nothing really mechanical to them. Uh, it's just kill a certain number of this kind of bad guy in this area, and it's like, yeah, okay. Um, so people used to have to grind those really, like a lot, 
um, in order to get XP, in order to move up toward level 60, so you could get take the next story quest and keep working through the story. If you're on a preferred server, you're gaining XP at a really good clip. And you're... Yeah, like, like, if you get the road to 80, which I recommend if you're going to play the game, get on a server that'll give you road to 80. And yep. just play the story. Um, I did several side quests at the, at the beginning, um, and I was able to sort of level to 10 pretty quickly. And then I just started playing the story. And I haven't left the story quest uh, outside of getting my mount and um, doing a couple of side quests for Transmog and a couple of other things. but. I've I've just been playing the story and I like the story. That's good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, besides for the story, because like the the story in the MMO can be very good, but the worst part I find of any MMO is the initial level up. Like the initial level up is the part that everyone wants to get past. But the story may be very good, and maybe you should you know appreciate that. Uh, but but that initial level up is sometimes like just very monotonous. So I'm very glad. They've they've made it better. They um, really, the really have, and I really hate that. I, you know, this is a game that you shouldn't feel like that during this story. You should. I agree because this. No, is... I agree. The story is very good. Like, so there's certain quests. I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't gotten it yet. There's certain quests that people like a quest line in Final Fantasy 14 that people say is the greatest video game story ever made. Like a quest line. Um, it is lauded as like just fantastic writing. Um, and I, I want to say it happens around like level 50 or something. I don't, I don't remember, but, um, uh, it's very good and the story should very much be appreciated. But so, yeah, it's, it's awful when like you have like conflicting things, like on one hand, you want the, you want to the story because it's very good, but also the grind sucks so much that you yeah. just want to get past as fast as possible. And you're just like, that, you're just you know, grinding when the, public events trying to be like, I need to hit 20 so I can keep going with the story. Yeah, Come on. Skipping all the dialogue because obviously I just, I, I can't spend another moment on this game. I have to get to the next. Yes. It, it kind of like, you know, it's a contradictory type of, it, it doesn't mesh well. Um, those two, like those two things. Yes. And that's, and that's sad because it is a really, really good story. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the story itself is good. There are some filler quests in there where it's like, Hey, oh, take this sure. item to this guy. And Best that guy quest. gives you an item yeah. to take to another guy. And that guy right. gives you an item to take to another guy. And it's like, all that sucks. <laughs> Have you unlocked, um, flying mounts yet? No, I've not. Oh God. No, yeah, I've not. I got my, I've got my chocobo. I like my chocobo, but I, I have paid, not. I okay. yet. This is gonna. This is going to um, be something uh, everyone can make fun of me for. When I play Final Fantasy, I spent eighty dollars. So I spent eighty dollars on the game because I got the expansion. But it really, what the eighty dollars was for? The expansion was like I don't know, like thirty or forty. But I bought the deluxe edition of it, and what that gave me was a fat chocobo, um, and. It's amazing. I've, I, it's the only mount I use. If you Google it, uh, then Google Fat Chocobo Final Fantasy fourteen, and I you'll think, see what it is. I think I saw it someone is, running around with this. It is glorious. It, it, you, it is immaculate. He's the, the king of kings. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling it, it up, a, right? Oh, yeah. I saw somebody running around on that earlier. That is so, that is so cool. I am the proud owner of a fat chocobo, and it's it's one of the best purchases I've ever made. Uh, <laughs> that uh, is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. It's 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 one of those it's good. Things. Yeah. This game has such a weird sort of mix of of aesthetics. It's not so offbeat as like Black Desert Online. 
where the mix of aesthetics oh, there yeah. is well final fantasy is always mixed yeah final fantasy is always kind of in a mix of a lot of aesthetics right um, right but there's a but it makes sense in final fantasy for some reason i don't know why um, it does yeah but I enjoy it. I, 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 I'm, I'm liking the game. It's very fun. It's a good MMO yeah. if you like MMOs, but it's also... I mean, they said it themselves. It's a, it's a story game first and an MMO second. It's, a, it's an RPG MMO. It's the other For way sure, yeah. If you go into Final Fantasy with the intention of like getting to endgame and doing raids, I will say, from my own anecdotal experience, uh, it's not fun if you don't have friends to play with. And that's true of any MMO, usually. Yeah. Um, but if you don't go in with a friend, like a, a friend group uh, that is going to play raids consistently and do stuff like that, then you're better off uh, playing it as an RPG and just getting cool styles yes. and making your character look cool and dressing up as a cat lady. Uh, those, that's the real <laughs> Destiny's kind of the same way, where it's like you're you're if you don't have yeah. six people to play with, it's it's hard to put together a raid group. It's hard to play through Vow the Disciple and stuff like that. If you're not yep. with a group of people who want to play the game together, um, yeah. But if you do have access to that, man, you can have so much fun. Yep, you have so much fun, uh, uh, and I enjoy you know, it. It's actually, a, it's good end, socialization. Actually, um, if you want to put it in the notes of the episode, I'll put my uh, Destiny gamer tag down. If you want to add me? Like, just so that you can add me if you play Destiny or sure. getting in. You want to add me? Just send me a message and say who you are from Twitter, and then yeah. uh, you can add me. Yeah, yeah, that sounds excellent. All right. Um, okay. We've been going for an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> of, we have. Of, of nothing topical, but I do like talking about video games and stuff. Ace, uh, people, was, I know we say this a lot, but like mm-hmm. uh, you and I both um, and people, I, I don't think assume this, but mm-hmm. just like this, when we talk, when we're talking uh, not on the show, it's about stuff like this. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, absolutely. Not just video yeah. games, but just like stuff we enjoy doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's very easy for people when they listen to like, a, you know, a, a political podcast or something like that. It's very easy. If that's your only exposure to those people. You can think that they're just like political wonks or something like that, where that's like they're uh, they, they eat breakfast they and they think about, about politics. They eat lunch and they think about politics. But that's that's not really the case at all. No. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I want to tell you ask this. actually. Okay, go I'm, ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I no, 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 I, I, no, no. I, uh, I had to go get a haircut today. And, uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I did. And I get back to the house. And the way I get my haircut is I get an undercut with length on top. Like, that's just how I like to, yeah. like, how I like to do right. it. And, uh, it's like very, kind of like a fade or? Yes. Yeah. I get a, I okay, get a yeah, fade yeah. and then I have about three inches of hair on top. And uh, yeah. I just sweep that backward and that's my haircut. It's very easy to go to a supercuts and get them to do that. Um, <laughs> it's not a problem. Never had an issue with it. Uh, so I get home and Lady Jane says, oh, haircut boy. And I said, yeah, I got a haircut. And she says, uh, she goes, my own little Richard Spencer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was I <laughs> I did not know what to Dude. say. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I just thought that was very funny. That is very funny. No, that I'm sorry, is what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh no, I was I was just gonna ask you, what was your first, what was the first video game you remember playing? Uh Tarzan on the PlayStation One. Oh, okay. Was that your that first or video Spyro. game? Pyro. One of those two. Oh, it was either okay. Spyro or Tarzan on the PlayStation 1. 
Was that your first video game, your video game console machine? That you, I uh, never owned it. My babysitter owned a PlayStation 1, and she would bring it over oh. when she was babysitting because she was super smart. Um, gotcha. So me and my brother could just sit down and play video games. Um, yeah. I didn't have a video game console until... Um, I never actually had one for myself until I had an Xbox 360. And then my... Oh, okay. Before that... My granddad had an Xbox, but he left it at our house one time after he came and, and spent some time uh, practically living with us for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And he left his Xbox, and so I played a lot of Halo 2. I played a lot of Halo. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of original Xbox titles. Um, but the the 360 was the first console that I actually had. My parents were very anti-video game until mm, I okay. was pretty old. Gotcha, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I had a Game Boy I, I Advance started- SP. Oh, dude, I had a Game Boy Advance, too. I, yes. Yeah, I had the same thing. I can still hear the startup noise in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, played, um, yeah. I played a lot. Of, I had Spider-Man on the Game Boy Advance SP. That game was not good. I think I did, I too. I loved it. I think I did, too. I'm pretty sure I did as well. Yeah. yeah. There was a Star Wars yeah. game I had on it that was so fun up until there was a level where you had to drive a, a sand speeder uh, through... A, a town on Tatooine and it was the fucking Dark Souls of driving levels it was like you, oh you're you driving this fucking sand speed and if you do not memorize the track perfectly you'll never finish it I never finished it because you would hit, might a, have had that you would hit a building and blow up and die oh god you know what I think I, I you're bringing like you're unlocking memory now I think I know I think I had that game it's terrible. I never finished it because I spent uh, because you know what I did it. You know what I was able to finish the, hmm. the the it was the same thing as like the trench run level in, in that game. I did finish the I, I, I was playing the trench run level. Maybe it was the trench run level that I got stuck on. Maybe I did finish the sand speeder one. And I got stuck on the trench <laughs> run, but it was the same issue where it's like if you don't memorize this level perfectly, you're, you're never going to finish it. <laughs> And it was it was awful, and I never finished it. I never finished the game. Uh, Bad at video games. Yeah, I, do, I, think, <laughs> I think I had the exact same game. But yeah, yeah, the Game Boy Advance. Though that was that was uh, a it's big a great part of console. My, like, it was. No, it was. I had the uh, I had the I, magnifier that clipped on the back of it with the with the with the uh, like it was on it was on like an arm. And it clipped on the back of it, and you would, like, unfold it. So when you folded up your SP, it was, like, twice as wide as it normally would be. (laughs) I think, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I started, the first gaming console I think I had was PlayStation 1. I had some, like, snow, the first game I ever remember playing was some snowboarding game or something. I don't, I do not remember what it was, but it was a snowboarding game on the PlayStation 1. Um, Oh, was it, like, one of the... One of the I, oh shit! I I think I know what it might have been, but now I yeah can't I don't remember. know if it was like a, a I don't know if it was like you know a collection of little games or something like that or uh, I specifically remember a snowboarding part of a game um, on PlayStation One like uh, like oh wow there's several of these I thought I was gonna be able to pull it up pretty quick but no there's a lot of them <laughs> yeah it was one <laughs> there is a lot of them okay. <laughs> Apparently, Cool yeah. Borders Four is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's a fourth game, and it's on the PlayStation One. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm assuming uh, they did a lot on 
the uh, yeah, the like fucking probably on a Nin- Sega system if it was probably yeah Sega or Nintendo or some yeah yeah because yeah. a lot um, of those Sega devs went to PlayStation when they when the yeah when the Dreamcast failed yep yeah anyway I'm sorry continue uh, oh no I was just saying you said you played a lot of Halo was that Bro, your like main game <laughs> Halo Two I played the Halo Two campaign um no. I played the Halo, it, it was probably both, actually. Because I know I played the Halo campaign a lot, and I played the Halo 2 campaign one time I was homesick from school, and I played through the Halo 2 campaign like three times. <laughs> it's a, it was, I, I loved Halo. I played, um, my favorite Halo games, Reach. Which is blasphemous oh, to some people. That's a lot of people's. That's actually a lot of people's favorite, though. But I know some people feel very strongly about that. <laughs> yes, but no, Reach is my favorite, and it's not just because of. It's not just. Be, it's not just because Reach had great Halo gameplay. I think. I think Reach was the pinnacle of Halo gameplay. But it's not just that. It's also because the last level of Halo Reach made me cry. Oh, okay, yeah. When the objective is survive and it's just a wave based yeah. mode it's where iconic, you're going to die. An iconic meme. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That the the last level of that game because I knew what the fall of Reach was because I'd read the book. Mm-hmm. And so the when Halo Reach like getting to play the fall of Reach was no, uh, kind of a it's big an game. iconic gaming moment. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> it's up there with like one of the best video game moments. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. It was yeah. very very good. I, I played like crazy. Most of my like childhood of playing video games was spent on the Battlefront games, Star Wars Battlefront, the original ones. Dude. Um, on my granddad's I Xbox. Played, <laughs> yeah. I played them so much. I Now, 2 is objectively a better game than this one, uh, like just mechanic-wise. But mm-hmm. I had a special... Um, like a, a special place in my heart for the first game. It yep. is just... It's very... Like, it feels clunkier to play than the second one. But it's just like the maps in that game are just all my best memories of Battlefront are from split screen mm-hmm. Battlefront with my brother in the first game, not yeah. the second one. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, That's, it is it, 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 going to the top on the on the Tatooine level of Dune Sea, going to the top yes, of the of the little rock pillar and sniping from the yeah, top the hill. Of, oh, the hill. yeah, it's so good. Yeah, dude. And, and the, the Sarlacc pit is there. And, yeah. and yeah, you can. Yeah, you can drive. You can drive people into the Sarlacc pit. Oh. Yes. Yeah. No. I spent so many times. So in Battlefront One, you the, you couldn't play as like Jedi or Sith or anything like that in the first one. Um, but they were NPCs on the map, and they were basically invulnerable. They had they every time you shoot them, they just very hard to kill. Back. Yeah. So the only way you could actually kill them is by either knocking them off the map by like throwing a grenade at their feet and having them fall to their death or something, um, or like ramming them at full speed or landing on. Them ship yes um, you had to go after yeah, them in a vehicle, vehicle because if you didn't you were not going to kill them yeah and um anyone who's played will pr- probably know what i'm talking about but it, the map best spin platforms which is like it's it, oh, it's yeah. on the, it's obviously on best spin you're on like this oil rig like these all these platforms uh floating in the sky and um you are there's a bunch of, like windows that you can there's a bunch of like there's no railings Star Wars. Oh my uh, so god, the one sh- sniping window in the main building. It has an overlook yeah. on a bridge that an enemy will spawn at and have to run across the bridge, and there's a sniping window uh-huh. in the main building on platforms, I think it's on the rebel side, where you can just snipe at that bridge the entire game. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, there's like there's so many like iconic maps in the game where like I basically memorized like the maps of that game, like uh, oh, like yeah. the back of my hand. It is there. There, I think the map design in that game, like from a shooter perspective, they're fantastic. Like they're just so so good. Um, I agree. But yeah, yeah. That uh, the Bespin platforms was kind of like uh, the Camino map. There were similarities there. Oh, the Camino yes. map was yeah. kind of it was the Camino map wasn't as vertical as the Bespin map, if I remember correctly. But yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah, yeah. But it was but it was very great. similar. Very good maps. Yeah. Yeah, the Nab- the Naboo map. You know, even a map that's not really a map that doesn't really have a to it, but the Naboo Plains map. I don't know if that one. I played Naboo that Plains is a, all the time, and I remember being bored yeah. by it, but still playing it all the time. I love that map. Yeah, I don't same. know why. It was like there wasn't much there, <laughs> but it was still like fun to me. Oh, there were the you could get into like there's the Easter Island heads basically um, on the yeah, Naboo yeah, Plains yeah. map, yep. and you could get into yep. those heads and snipe and out snipe. of the mouth. There was a sniping. Yeah, there was yeah. a hole in one of them, and you could snipe out of it. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was very <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh man, those no. games are so. It's so because, sad. When you mm-hmm. have a game like that, that I, there's millions of people for sure that have very similar memories that we just described, and then you have a company like EA that's like, "Hey, let's make, let's go back to this IP well, and let's monetize yeah. the living fuck out of it." Dude, I was when so when EA re, I was watching, um, uh, like I watched E3 a lot uh, back as a kid to you know see what new games were coming out, and I remember the teaser trailer. For when EA announced they were rebooting the Battlefront franchise, and I admit, I don't think I. There were very few times in my life where I've ever been that excited. Oh, yeah. like it was, you know what I mean? Uh, but then, of course, you know, and I, look, I I enjoyed the EA titles for what they were, but it was always a man. But it was always like, man, this could be, you know, if they wanted to, they really, really could just make this like how the OGs were. Well, it was cool because uh, it was like Dice making the multiplayer for it, and like yeah, it, it sounds like a match made in heaven, really right? Does. Like this, like because the original Battlefronts were inspired by Battlefield. They are Battlefield copies. There's it, it's Battlefield with a Star Wars skin on it. That's what Battlefront was. And then Dice is given Dice, the creators of Battlefield, are given the keys to make Battlefront, and then it's like. Man, what went wrong? Yeah, the publisher. And I, truthfully, yeah, truthfully, it's EA, and from what I understand, they intentionally didn't want to make it like Battlefield because they were scared they would cannibalize Battlefield sales. That is from what I understand. Well, about which is what, hilarious why. because then Battlefield, the most recent one, ended up being uh, pretty much universally yeah, panned they, on release. I heard they fixed it, so but ugh. they canceled Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two, the, the EA Battlefront Two, was a, it was a live service, and it was go- they had. From launch, it also had a very bad just like Destiny 2. Um, but they made a lot of gains and it turned out to be a real game. And then they canceled development on it, uh, in favor of the new Battlefield, which flopped. Yep, so yeah, EA is awful. Um, yeah. truth, truly, it, they are an awful, awful company. And then they close down uh, the studios, they, they 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 tell studios yeah. to make shitty games, they make studios make their games shitty, and then they close down the studio when they underperform. And it's like, yep. what do you expect? Yeah, they did that with. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they did that with. Um, isn't NeverSoft gone because EA closed it? I think so. Yeah, or was that Activision? Activision does the same damn thing. Um, oh wait, actually, was NeverSoft Activision. Activision? I think yeah. I don't remember which. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Activision. 
I know a bunch of the Dice developers left EA, uh, or they left. They quit their jobs after um, after the whole Battlefront thing got canceled. Well, um, I know a lot of them left. Wasn't it a bunch of Dice developers that quit and uh, went and made Titanfall? Was no, no, they didn't. Make or was that uh... no, no. Um, so no, Titanfall is actually owned by EA. That's run by um, Respawn. Respawn, Respawn Entertainment. Entertainment. Yes, they they left after a Call of Duty thing. They they yes it, it was a it was a uh, a bunch of developers from the Call of Duty side went and mm-hmm. made Titanfall. Well, it's funny. I I think a lot, some of the uh, respawn developers I think they quit their jobs too because EA launched Titanfall two um, mm-hmm. right as they launched a other like another EA title and then uh, right in, I think it was yeah I think they launched Titanfall 2 against Battlefield and Call of Duty yeah. at the same time yeah. in the same time frame and Titanfall 2 is a very good game it's probably one of those underrated games um, oh it's great um, of, Titanfall 2 is really good and, yeah and it, it was not a financial success because EA uh, is stupid and an awful company and they just uh, had and they just had another in-house developer copy the Titanfall movement tech and put it in a Black Ops game and that didn't do well either. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Respawn is actually a very good developer, and so is Dice. Truthfully, but it's just they're they're bogged down by their publisher. Yeah, uh, it's it's not great. Well, didn't yeah. Respawn? Uh, wasn't Respawn the one who was making? Um, there was that canceled Star Wars project. Oh no, that was uh, that was Ubisoft. Um, that was uh, Amy Henning, I think. Right? Is that the one you're talking about? Oh, um, there was a. There was no, a sorry, fan that, yeah. Star Wars. 13, no, sorry, 13? it wasn't. Oh, 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 no, no. So Star Wars thirteen thirteen was canceled before EA got the rights to this game license. Oh, that was canceled. Okay. That was canceled right as uh, George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney. That that was a. It was a, a Lucas Arts game, that, right? Yes, it was going to be. It was one of the last Lucas Arts games. Um. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. Yeah, and it, like people, yeah, it was canceled. And also, the original Battlefront Three. Also, if we're talking about game cancellations, the original Battlefront Three was canceled. From what I understand, like days before it was finished. Yeah, like that game a, is. There's an alpha finished. version that I believe there's an alpha it, version that's playable. playable. Yeah. Yes, modders were able to get the alpha version of that game. Um, it oh, is in. From what I understand, there are developers who worked on that game that will tell you it was days away from completion before it was canceled, and yeah. that is a tragedy. That is, uh, it's terrible. The, I, if you look, that was that game in what to, fucking two thousand eight. You have space to you know ground to space uh, transition seamless. Yes, that, that's insane. That is nuts. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like I remember when I saw so that. Good. And, it was like, yeah, as a huge like Battlefront fan, I remember seeing that, and then it got canceled, and it was like just tragedy. It was my own nine yeah. eleven, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't respawn. Respawn uh, made. I think how much do you how much do you think the the sort of sadness over thirteen thirteen when thirteen thirteen leaked? Mm-hmm. There was sort of a universal sadness about the fact that it was never going to be made. How much yeah. do you think that had to do with Respawn making uh, Jedi? Fallen Order? Fallen Order, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think a pretty good amount. I've not played the new Jedi Survivor. 
But from what I understand, there are certain elements that are very much like 1313. Yeah. Um, I, I think that is certainly true. Um, there's also so so EA no longer has the exclusive license anymore, by the way. To yes, e, it timed to, out. To Star Wars game, Thank God. Which is very nice. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I don't know what uh, like Disney, was wasn't thinking, Disney doing going to sue them because they kept making yeah. games that hurt the brand. Yeah. So at a certain point, so. Right after Battlefront, the EA Battlefront 2 launched, um, there was the the loot box controversy. This was such a controversy that, uh, like, governments involved, like oh, governments yeah. were being involved in her gambling laws. Uh, th- it was such a big controversy that, um, <laughs> uh, like, it kind of forever tainted the reputation, which is sad because the game pl- the gameplay is actually quite fun in that game. It's it's you know it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you know the reputation of it kind of was just always ruined that but anyway yeah um when that whole loot box fiasco happened um apparently that from like inside leakers they say that disney uh basically said um if you do this um uh, we are going to strip the license and sue you <laughs> yeah. because they were yeah. hurting the brand so much they were hurting the star wars brand yeah. so much as a licensee you can't do that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um but yeah so Thank God EA is no longer does no longer have on making Star Wars games. Um, I, I know Ubisoft, uh, which you know, there's a lot of problems with Ubisoft games, um, but they're not EA. Uh, so you know, they, you can always uh, you know, if you're if you're if you're not EA or Activision, you can always be thankful for that. You know, right? You can always be like, oh well. I have I'm my them, issues with Ubisoft. I I, I hate yeah. Ubi Worlds. I, I the yeah. the Ubisofts. Um, Ever since the Assassin's Creed games, Ubisoft has had, maybe even before that, Ubisoft has had a way that they do open worlds, and Mm -hmm. it's only gotten more annoying, more random fucking icons all over my goddamn minimap. Like, it's it's bad. I hate it. Um, It's very copy-paste. There's a lot of copy-paste shit in Ubi worlds. It's what killed my desire to play Assassin's Creed games. Um, Mm -hmm. Was when they went with, and they made the RPG games, which I didn't like. Um, mm. but the they can feel very lifeless, like yes, just all around. Yes, yeah. they really do. Because the first, the first, the the Assassin's Creed and the Ezio trilogy. Say what you want about those games, but all the way up through Brotherhood, at least those games have soul for days. Like right, like it, people really work to make them good. For for the Ubisoft game, sometimes it feels like a tech demo you're playing. Do you know what I mean? Like with the yes! big like open world, a fucking sixty um, hour tech demo. Yeah, uh, you know, and I I like the like I'm fine with like uh like I actually liked Assassin's Creed Origin. I think that I like I thought the recreation of Egypt in that game was super super cool, very cool. Um, and I like going back but, that far in the lore. But what I hate yeah. is that then they went and made Odyssey and just ignored that Origin existed. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Ubisoft, Ubisoft worlds are like you know very hit or miss. A lot of times they feel like. Um, but you know, at least they're not EA. Uh, yes, so, they're not EA <laughs> or Activision. Yeah. So you know, That's the thing is, they there's have no problems. Danger of them they... just shuttering a publisher because they did what they were told. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're yeah. Being taken out a, back a to studio, pasture. A dev studio. Yeah. 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 Um, That's one but, of the things but, that I'm scared of with uh, what's the company that made um, what's the company that made uh, fucking Anthem. Uh, Oh, that's EA. Oh, the, oh, the developers. Um, that is uh, uh, shit. 
I can't remember. I don't remember the developer uh, who was that. That wasn't mo. Was that motive? No, 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 no. It wasn't motive. It was it's classic RPGs. Uh, they make uh, um, uh, Dragon Age Origins was one of theirs. Oh yes, yes. Uh, shit, I can't remember now. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm scared for them because they they were told to make Anthem, or they wanted to make it. I don't know. And then Anthem happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm, gaming. There's some shit about gaming that bugs me, like Jedi Survivor coming out and not running on PCs. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's very much like developer or like studios saying or like publisher saying this game has to be out at this time. Um, and when the developers say uh, we need a little more time to make sure it's it's you know. Re- it, it is presented in a good way. You have that good first impression. Instead, you know, publishers are like, nope, it has to come out now. As happens with Cyberpunk. <laughs> CD Projekt, yep. CD Projekt, uh, the development side of CD Projekt, it's two different companies, technically. CD Projekt yes. and CD Projekt. CD Projekt and then, yep. Yeah, yep. And, and so, I can't remember which side is the developer. Is it CD Projekt is the developer and Red, Red is the... Red is the developer, okay. I think. And then so CD, CD Projekt told CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk has to be out at this time. You've delayed it too much already. It needs to come out. And um, CDPR said, we're not done. It, it doesn't run well. We need to finish the game. Yeah. And they said, nope, it's going out. And so that wasn't even like people were all over CD Projekt Red for developing this shitty run it shittily running game. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't their fault. <laughs> right. They wanted more time. They did bite off a little more than they could chew with the game. That's true. They yeah. overpromised, but they would have released a functional game had the yeah. produ- had the uh, had the right. publisher. I mean, the not patches show that the to. game can run. Yes. Right? the patches showed the game can run. That just that means they just needed more time. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Because by the time they came out with that patch, uh, it was like six months after the game came out. There was a patch that came out mm-hmm. that basically made it perfect. Um, I don't know yeah. about older. They sh- they never should. But that was another publisher decision with trying to make that game run on the PlayStation Four. Yeah, was a publisher decision. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh. (laughs) And it was never going to happen. That game was never going to run on last gen consoles. Ever. The game is so obviously meant to be played on next gen. Like if you, I like, I, I, so I haven't played it yet. I'm waiting to actually upgrade my PC before I play Cyberpunk. But from everything I've seen, that game it was meant to be played like next gen. And the, 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 as you said, the publishers just said, "Oh, you know, we you have to make this run on old consoles." Yeah. Which is insane. It like the work. game is obviously not built to play on old consoles. Like just yep. looking at it, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, they're about to release. At least they're still supporting the game. They're about to release DLC for the game, and I'm yeah. I've I've played through the Cyberpunk story like two or three times already. I'm 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 gonna get mm-hmm. the DLC. I I like yeah. that game. It's very very fun. I had a relatively yeah. bug free first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um. On mine, and I'm running 1060. It, like it, it wasn't, and I did oh, not wow, have a hard okay. time running the game. Oh, huh, okay, yeah, yeah. I had a I had a really breezy first playthrough on the game. It ran fine on my PC, and uh, it was it was right when the game came out. Mm, that's good. That's so good. yeah. I was one of the few people who were able to like actually experience the game, and it was clearly unfinished in in parts. They they way overpromised on what they could do with the yeah. world. Yeah, some mechanics weren't in the game that they promised, like. Right, wall running and stuff like that. Yeah, yes. Um, and I, I remember um, and stuff like having yeah. like seeming real. Nah, they're wallpaper, and they're obviously I know, wallpaper. Um, 
I think CD Projekt has partnered with Epic Games now, and they're actually developing the, from what I understand, they're developing the next Cyberpunk on Unreal Engine 5, which hopefully makes that a smoother experience um, development-wise. That would be good. I, I will say there are some people who have heard complain about Unreal Engine 5 kind of taking over, but I think part of the problem I mean, is that studios don't know how to utilize the engine yet. It's, just, it's new. It's very new. And Right, yeah. That's why all the games look the same is because it's like it's it's asset packs for Unreal Engine 5. Right. Here's a here's a trees asset pack for Unreal Engine 5. That's why all your forest and Unreal Engine 5 games look all the same because they are the same. I mean, I can understand what like a lot of games now are being made on Unreal, Unreal Engine 5, but that's just because it, it seems to be like, you know, probably developers are choosing it for a reason. Right? Yes. And uh, like graphically speaking, in uh, it's. I, I I think it it outcompetes every other engine from what I've seen. Oh yeah, like there's the oh, nanite and lumen, uh, which are some of the technologies uh, in there. You can have photo oh, yeah, realistic. The path tracing tech in there yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you can have like realistic lighting, realistic and dynamic, real time. Um, it, it's great. Have you seen the uh, that game um, uh, that looks like a? It's like a shooter, but it's a, from a body cam. Um, yes that made holy fuck dude that game people yeah. were freaking out when that footage leaked yeah. or not leaked, thought, everyone, thought it, was was everyone thought yeah. it was just real body cam yeah and that's it's yeah. honestly a sim like that is a perfect <laughs> use case for hyper realistic graphics in unreal engine 5 100 uh, like a body cam based sim like that is oh uh-huh. my god dude yeah yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, like, like that just shows you, like, kind of like what the Unreal Engine Five is capable of that it can produce, the, the, where you can get people to say that's just real. Yeah, that's not fa- this that's isn't not a game. game. No way, this is a game. This is yeah. pre-rendered. Yeah. This is this is a whole. This is not this is not in-game footage for any game. And it's like, oh, right. yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the um, what Epic uses uh, the the program uh, MetaHuman, where that's where they make like the real lifelike. Yep. Um, like character models and stuff like that. They also, um, they were doing a tech showcase not too long. I think it was a few months ago, um, where they were showing off like, and actually facial and like mocap motion capture, facial animation. Mm-hmm. Now I, I've obviously, I, you know, I, I don't know much about uh, mocap, but from what I understand is that it takes, it can take like months from when you have an actor or someone doing mocap to actually making that look good in a video game yeah like, there's know, a lot of there's months. a lot of animation that goes into making performance capture look good <laughs> so epic showed off um a feature um uh, like metahuman animator i think which is, should be coming out fairly soon in a month or so um where they just have this actress uh, i think just uh, from one of the hellblade games they have this actress on stage and she it's just an iphone she has an iphone recording her face uh, and she's reading off some lines uh, and, you know, emoting with her face a little bit. And then that instantly gets plugged into the to the um, program they're running. And then they're able to animate in real uh, immediately. From oh, it. my God. Um, and it shows off. You're like, it, it doesn't matter, like, what the character animated or like lifelike. Um, they are essentially um, cutting down. Uh, the process from like months and months to like minutes. Like it takes like two minutes. Imagine that um, being they, they used. Off in real time. Imagine that being used in like metaverse apps. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. That's, that's yeah, that right. is that is an actual useful like use case for that is metaverse apps. Not that I'm a fan of the metaverse concept, right. but like that that is that's. But also, it should it will eliminate. You know how like some NPCs in games have very stiff faces and stuff oh, God, like that. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, it's like what's the, what's the meme like um uh, like Elder Scrolls Oblivion or whatever, where their faces are just like blocks. Yeah, yeah, uh, just blocky faces with uh, obvious textures pasted on. Yeah, and yeah. their mouth moves a little, but they don't blink, and they just like they look like uh, psychopaths. Just just um, opening and closing your mouth, wob wob wob, and there's yeah. lines coming from it that there's no way that matches those lip flaps, right? But I, I think anything, any type of technology that reduces the amount of time you have to work on a product for it to be good is fantastic. Oh yeah, and I think you know you're we're re- especially like you know with AI and stuff like that, where you're really going to see a big jump in video game production and development uh, absolutely years, uh, years to come. you're gonna like finally see that like fruit bear so that that's gonna be very cool oh yes and i think that's one of the problems with unreal engine 5 though is that like it's so good at making these hyper realistic worlds that everything feels kind of generically hyper realistic that's made in it and so that's true but i i think i think that's because most people like you know what i mean like if you get a new toy or something and it's so good at like one thing everyone goes to do that one thing immediately right and people haven't really like you know what i mean like i feel like the engine doesn't need to just do really realistic stuff um it can also do other things well you when know you what get I mean? when like, you get a team together that, that can do like actual art design and stuff like that and you and you actually invest in doing that and you build that stuff in an unreal engine game I mean, it. I mean, this is like just like that. It's a very new engine. There is absolutely a world a couple of years in, from now where art direction comes back, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you well, not everything's also, a hyper real generic world. Yeah. Well, also, um, if you if you play Fortnite, you run Fortnite on epic settings. It still has that art design look to it, but it also has like it gets coupled with like some of the Unreal Engine five things. Which right. uh, makes it look like really good. Which so that that's a cool use case for that as well. But but I do agree that like a lot of games are going for like hyper realistic and like without art direction. And then you know it, it's one thing to like you know you it's very cool that we basically simulate real life at this point in mm-hmm. in a video game setting. But also I think art direction is more important usually most of the time. It's what makes um, a game not age. I mean we I mean we know that. There are games that were made oh, yeah. for the for the PlayStation Two that are well art directed right. games and even upscaled. They look really good because it's not yes. about the realistic the real the realism of it. It's about the art direction and the style, and that's what makes it last forever. Grim Fandango is a great example of that. Grim Fandango looks great. Yeah. Uh, well, also, on modern like, stuff. Have you, have you ever played Borderlands, the Borderlands series? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, like, you know, something like Borderlands, something that's, like, cel-shaded or has a very specific art direction to it, um, uh, those games look great now, because, you know, as yes. you said, you're not, it's, it's a, just a different type of thing, uh, so it, it's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, have you seen, um, speaking of all around the topic of, like, uh, have you seen um, NVIDIA's AI construction of uh, video game graphics, uh, like, it, where they do, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play it short, um, video upscaling. There it is. Um, where they show like the AI where it will. You know, I think they were playing. I don't remember. They were playing some old, very old Elder Scrolls game, and they basically up the AI was able to reconstruct the graphics and make it look new. Oh, is that um, the DLSS like, the the new DLSS system no, they um, have on the Nvidia chip? It, no, it's not DL. It's not DLSS. It's something else. Um, like I'll a texture to, upscaler. Yeah, a, a texture reconstructor. Uh, oh, basically. okay. Um, yeah, um, let me try to find that. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say the, the about Respawn earlier, that Jedi Survivor, like, 
leaving Respawn alone to make good single player games was probably the best decision EA ever made. A hundred percent. I Survivor... think Respawn is probably. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was go for it. No, no, go ahead. Go finish that. I was just gonna say, uh, Jedi Survivor. Even though it launched early, I feel like that's probably not Respawn's fault. Um, yeah. And as, as the game gets updated and actually gets patches and stuff, it's gonna be one of the best games, one of the best single player games you can play. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played it yet, but from what I understand, the patches have fixed a lot of the issues so far. They put out a lot of patches uh, to fix it, and it's it's much better than what it was. Um, here is the video. I don't know if you want to like cut out the like watching it or something i don't want to like make you have more editing problems well, let me but, pull uh, up. that's let me the pull video massive culture um, it was elder scrolls Everyone 3 there are yeah it's more holy shit billions of mods wow. are downloaded okay so in fact this is being done in real time most yeah popular competitive game this is a okay so what they're doing is it's, it's real time upscaling application of called it, it's not so it's it's not even upscaling start it's right adding it's, detail. it's actually adding yes. USD, which is yes it's not upscaling it's a completely different Here, technology it is looking at the textures and saying oh this is a wooden thing let me go create a wooden texture and fill this ai assisted tool yeah has deep learning yeah, models. Yeah, it goes in and it looks at what this is supposed to be, and an AI model to convert materials, mm-hmm. and then it also likes it. Wow. Properties. Yes. The rich omniverse wow. ecosystem. Okay, so yeah, there's tools. a thing at the beginning where there's a they swipe on a table of mods in Morrowind are each year, and it it goes from looking like clay, like Morrowind graphics do, yeah. to Downloaded looking like a RTX on fucking gorgeous table. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. And that's and so that's just okay, so that's the AI looking at a texture and saying this is supposed to be wood grain and making it better wood yes. grain. Right, yep, yeah, exactly. Yes, fact, correct. And you can also done, you if you if you think it clashes with like the RTX style, rendering. you can also go in and manually change it to like the style of the game as well. So it's not just all it's not just on palette. You have control over how it looks. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's going to like imagine. So here's the thing, right? A modder could have this technology and remaster games. You'd no longer have to game public. Um, I'm cutting out. Give me one sec. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, this is gorgeous. Okay. This is absolutely Sorry. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you no longer have to wait for like some publisher or something to remaster a game if you if you're on PC and you have this, which you know if you like this will be available for the public. So a, a modder or something could like remaster an old game by themselves uh, if they wanted to, yeah, um, and just put out a mod, just like, making like 4K texture packs for old games and stuff, and and just yeah. pushing them on a Nexus or whatever. Yep, that yep. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this is incredible. And not only is it, see, here's the thing, right? It's not just like, I, I don't know if they showed it in that video, but I know there's a longer presentation of this where they show like, um, um, you, you essentially like you have a table or something that has very old textures, right? This is more when this was made a long, long time ago. Um, and they show like a table, but, and you can like, when it's like, um, reimagining what the table looks like, you can also like bend the leg and do other things with it. So it's very modular. Uh, you know, just like as if you were redeveloping the game, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's wow. It's very cool. And, you know, people like make people in like the, the video game space make fun of ray tracing because they think it's like a fad. But lighting changes so much. Oh, dude. yeah. Lighting it changes, changes the, like you, you know, when you're seeing fake lighting versus when you're seeing realistic lighting. Oh, yeah. it is. 
an incredible difference. Have you seen oh, this is like the last thing I'll say, but then we can like close or whatever. because We've been going for quite a bit. <laughs> well, no, I, have I, I you did want to s- say one thing. I, I yeah. do not appreciate okay, really how much it changes the color temperature in some of these shots. Because I like, do agree. Color Just temperature. The yeah. Color temperature means a lot for tone. Like the tone of a scene yes. or the tone of a place is the vibe, right? Is is affected yes. very much by color temperature and and uh, sort of how much is not just color temperature, but also how much light is there. Um, yep. It seems to be adding in a lot of warm light in some of these places that are all very, very dimly and coolly lit. Right. I'm not a huge fan of that, but that seems like a thing you could just put on a slider, too. Like, yeah, you could you could fix that. It's not intrinsic to like ray tracing. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you could like tune it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. There are certain times where people like like realistic lighting, you know, quote unquote, that uh, sometimes you don't want that because you want, a, you know, a, a specific feel for your scene or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Well, the game um, that's the that's quintessentially that is uh, fear. Fear was a oh, game that right. had like that had real physics attached to its lighting but uh-huh. it was all very particularly placed to create a certain tone and put lights in particular places like it was it's right. it was very um they thought about it a lot and it was all done very particular because they didn't have like path tracing real path tracing so right. but but the whole that game's lighting is what makes that game so good that's what makes that game's right. tone so pervasive yeah um on the topic of like how lighting can change, like how a video game looks, have you seen the portal, uh, portal Two uh, RTX demonstration? I've not. Okay. I, for listeners, just look, look up portal with RTX. Um, and then you'll, you'll see what the video I'm talking about. But look at that video. That, that is a a very old game. Wow. Okay. This is okay. So this is oh wow oh this is brilliant. So because it's ray trace lighting, if you have one of those light orbs going through a portal, Go through the portal, the light from the orb actually goes through the portal as it would. Yes, and a, yes, and a, yes, as it actually would if there was an actual portal there because it's path traced. Oh, yes. that is so cool. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful looking. Yeah. That's that is that makes this this is a very good use case for this tech. Yeah, <laughs> because the lighting, the the it's so much more convincing. Yeah, because the light from the environment on the other side of the portal actually comes yes. through the portal. That is. Yep. Wow. Wow. That is. Yeah. That's a that's a really good use case for RTX. Yeah. That is a really good use fi- use case for path trace lighting. Yep. It kind of threw me when I saw that light orb I know. going through the portal and the light. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's why broke it's around. Such a the good demonstration. Oh yeah. wow, that yeah. is really good. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> that's incredible, man. Yeah. Some of the stuff this this stuff is so good. Like the the yeah. The tech is, I, I mean, look, we're in a weird spot, I think, where some people are, um, the idea that the tech has kind of come, I know people have said this in the past, but I think it's more true now than it was then. The tech has kind of come as far as it needs to, to give a realistic depiction of the world in a digital world. Yeah, 
I think so. People are so we're in like the 4K era, right? Um, right. For resolution. Um, and while, you know, you could always you could keep going up in resolution, right? Like, theoretically, you could keep going up. But um, I, I've watched some uh, pretty convincing videos that that will tell you that there is more of um, you don't get as much out of 8K to 4K as you did from 1080p to 4K. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, there is a diminishing returns. Well, here's the thing. You get more between 1080p and 4K, as long as your viewing mm-hmm. distances are reasonable. You get more right. out of um, going with uh, uh, HDR than 4K. Like, if you have a choice, if, you're tr- if you have a 1080p television that's just a normal mm-hmm. 1080p television and you're in your restricted budget, okay, and you have a choice between going 4K or 1080p with HDR, go 1080p I'd really go HDR. HDR. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather go HDR. HDR is uh, incredible. Uh, if you've never played a game with HDR, it is it it truly feels like a new experience. Yes, uh, life. HDR <laughs> HDR makes a bigger difference between going from 1080p to 4K and 4K yeah, to if, 8K. 4K with HDR to 8K is is uh, diminishing returns. Yes, fundamentally, because off look. What you'll notice on a 4K to 8K uh, display, right, is that on the 8K display, maybe there's a little pebble on the ground that you would never look at otherwise right. that is more textured, right? Uh, if you're like right up neck, right? If your like face is hugging the screen or something like that. Um, yeah. But otherwise, the standard textures are not that much better, no. right? Um, now you could now, uh, now truthfully, it's not a, a complete fair comparison because, you know, a lot of the video games are not using 8k texture packs themselves. So even if you're viewing it in 8k, it, the, the textures themselves aren't 8k. That's true. Yes. But again, it, it's still going to give you a diminishing return because you're, you're, you know, it's going to be such a small detail. And I'm not saying that's nothing, but for the amount of frame rate you'd lose, that's the uh, thing, like, especially in gaming. If you're trying to push more frames, doing it on 4k is easier than 8k and doing it on 4k. 1440p is way easier than 4k um have you seen um nvidia's um dls3 dlss3 um i have i have seen the dlss tech that they're coming out it is it is insane the way they can upscale now yeah well it's also just like fucking fair like it's no but but have you seen that in regards to like frame rate like what it does for frame rate and stuff like that yeah because it yeah because it's upscaling the the game in the background So you can actually render the game at a lower resolution and then pass it through DLSS to upscale. And the upscaling is such a low overhead thing on these particular chips that you don't you only gain frames the more you drop the resolution. There's there's also a new feature coming out with DLSS three that is sort of like added on to it where it's called frame generation. I I don't know if you've seen this particular part of this. Was it making tweeners like Yes, in betweeners. Yes. So oh it is in the AI is inserting between two frames. The AI is inserting a third frame in between those and essentially giving you 50% more frames. <laughs> so it's uh, just general because, okay, so if it's having a hard time rendering, let's say it's having a hard time rendering 60 frames a second and it's only uh-huh. rendering at 30. The AI part of the chip, these are, these are different cores on these chips. The yes. AI cores and the rendering cores are different yep. cores. Yes. So the AI cores can work in the background and render in between frames while Correct. It, it your, takes more off your CPU and GPU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So so there's videos of where you turn DLSS three on. Now uh, the downside of this is it gives you more latency, right? Because you're you're adding there's an added time in because adding frames is going to add time. So that's going to like increase your latency a little bit. So it's not great for there, multiplayer games. I could see there being single player other problems. Games. Oh, it could be great for like sightseeing single player games like Tomb Raider yeah. and stuff. But the yep. other the other thing is like I, I could see there being an issue with the way I mean the the kind of quote-unquote soap opera effect that you got with uh, generated frames on TVs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you right. Yeah. how it looks terrible? Yes. It looks, yeah, it looks awful, yeah. The, the motion smoothing <laughs> looks awful. Yeah. It, from the videos I've seen, and now look, I've only watched it on YouTube, and YouTube has a cap of 60 frames per second. To sort of really see, to get, sort of really see it in action, you have to slow down the video uh, and, right. and see it kind of cheat like that. But from what I've seen, there doesn't appear to be so much motion smoothing. It looks pretty good. Well, but I do know expect, the soap opera effect is awful. You also expect to see video games running at 144 frames a second. You do not expect mm-hmm. to see television and movies it's running un- at 60. Yeah. It is super unnatural. Yeah. Like all, so for people who don't know, all television essentially runs at 24 frames per second. Yes. That is the standard. That's an industry standard. Uh, practically One of the reasons that uh, The Hobbit was so off-putting looking was because <laughs> those Hobbit movies were filmed at, they were filmed at 48, weren't they? It was double the frame rate. Uh, yes. Now, 48 is usually the frame rate when you're doing slow motion, right? Because you, right. you, you have, for, for slow motion to look smooth, you have to double the frame rate. Right. Um, usually, if you're running at half speed. Unless you're the um, slow-mo guys, in which case you're filming at like a thousand frames a second. <laughs> oh, right. If you're, yeah, four super, seconds of video out of it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so like in a video game, you expect it to be responsive to your action. So it makes sense that you'd want it to be smoother, right? right? On, a, on a television, you're, you're really merely just watching a presentation. You're, it's not, there's no expectation that it's going to be reactive to and your And you actions. expect to see uh, 24 frames a second on TV. You, you don't yeah, expect you to have. see 60 frames a second on television. That's what that, it's it looks off-putting. weird. If you've ever watched, if you've ever watched uh, TV, like again, with motion smoothing, uh, as a feature, a lot. In fact, a lot of TVs come with motion smoothing on the TV that I have came with it default. Yeah. And it was like, Oh my God, it looks horrid. Now I think they turned on for sports and I think I can understand it first. Like if you're watching a sports uh, thing, I can understand it being like better in that instance. If you're like, you know what I mean? If you're watching like a football game, I can understand you why you might want that on, but for actually like dramatized television. No, get that. Get that out of here. It's terrible. (laughs) It's awful. You have, uh, I had family one time that bought a new TV and they still had motion smoothing on and I was trying to watch it and it was making me queasy trying to watch it. I was like, can we, it also, can I do something real quick? And I turned it off. (laughs) Also talking, talking about like art direction and video games that also ruins like art, art detection in like TV shows and movies too, because the way the character moves, it, it, I don't, it's hard for me to explain, but the way they move, if they're in like a super dramatic scene, sometimes it can come off just disjointed from, what the like the director is trying to get you to feel in the scene it is yeah. very weird i do not like it it's gross no one yeah. likes looking at it turn off motion <laughs> yeah. smoothing on your televisions guys yeah um, that's the moral of this episode turn yes. off motion smoothing on tv <laughs> all right 
with that lesson, would you this like to get This episode was just how we normally talk. This yes. was just like, hey, let's record an episode and we're just exactly. going to, you know, we're just going to uh, do an episode just how we usually interact. So, Well, it's one of those things where uh, the, the, the thing is I wanted to put on an episode on Monday, but I know I wasn't going to be here to record on Sunday. We just recorded, so there aren't really any topics, which means you guys get to hear me and Ace talk about stuff we usually talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's if a nice you guys little window hate- into that. If you guys actually enjoyed this type of uh, discussion, let us know, though. Uh, you yeah. know, maybe we'll do more in the future uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah just, just let us know. For sure. Um, I know when we were talking about doing this show, one of the things we wanted to do is have people on to talk about, like, people who are really into 40K, have them on to talk about 40K and, like, yeah. what, like whatever, like, just whatever. Um, yeah. It was never it was never supposed to be a news show. And I think we've done a pretty good job with it just yeah. being news every you know, every right. other or every yeah. third episode or so. Or we'll use news as a jumping off point to talk about something that's more important to us. Yes, exactly. So yeah, yeah it wasn't, it's, it's, it was never really meant to the be news a current event show. It's not an end for us. It's yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have been able to just have a regular conversation on the show too. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, all right. So, uh, with that, you want to get the plugs? Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ace underscore Arcus. You can find me on Blue Sky at AceArcus.BlueSky. Um, you can find me on Substack at AceArcus.Substack.com. Those are my plugs. Excellent. Pacing Joska, J-O-U-S-K-A on Twitter and PacingJoska.BlueSky.Social. And uh, that is, that's, those are mine. That's it for that. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.